0: tfc combat sports we're uh getting into that 249 shit and a little bit of what's coming up we have a wednesday card which i think it might have happened before we ever had a wednesday card before or is this just random Um, unless
1: it was like some sort of international thing i don't think so um i know there's definitely been cards on fridays um well, I Which mean, I
0: think they should do more. Personally, I think a Friday card for like a fight night would be money on dude, ESPN. Dude, they used
1: to do, yeah, they used to do the, the Friday night uh, fights um, for boxing. Yeah, I would, yeah, dude, yeah. I would
0: love it. Friday's so much better. Would, yeah, dude. and that's just coming from from fight fans, obviously. But the more fights, the better. But I just think even for pure casual fans who might hardly ever watch MMA, you'd be more yeah. likely to tune in to ESPN on a Friday night than Saturday. Could be True. wrong, but yeah, that's really feel like I'm surprised Dana hasn't done it for the ESPN deal, but yeah. that's whatever, man. 249 was fire. Every mm. bit as good as we all hoped, and it's not a surprise, of course, because they just stack so many cards together to make that that crazy lineup, but goddamn, it was good, man. Yeah, I was real. I was stupid hyped on that card. So, first off, we're, we're basically just going to go right through the card give our thoughts definitely where we were right or wrong. As far as the predictions too, I got to air out the bets I put down because I did end up, I actually ended up exactly even, but they were terrible bets. (laughs) So, Well, maybe not that bad. (laughs) One of them was, I wouldn't even tell you about it. It was so bad. (laughs) But I bet on cowboy Pettis, which was close to even. So I just put a little bit of money on that just because I wanted to to parlay it with all three. So I would win more if they did all. And Personally, we'll get into it more. I think that fight could have gone either way. I'm not mad at it, but we'll when we get to that, we'll talk more about yeah. it. Yeah, what it is. I gotta, I, I I gotta wanna... watch
1: that one back for sure because when I watched it live, I definitely thought that that Pettis, I don't know, I thought he looked better. But yeah, I, I don't know. He but yeah. if I had to score it, I could have very easily
0: gone Cowboy. And, again, not just because I bet on it. He got the the takedowns in there, which I do think are relevant how he did it. I know a takedown can just be a throwaway move if someone does it and does nothing. But yeah, he held him down for a little one. while
1: was so yeah
0: dude yeah exactly yeah his his mma wrestling is nice and the reason and i'm not just trying to parrot shit rogan says but i agree with takedown scoring in this sense even if you don't land any strikes down there or even don't try to hit a submission the first takedown cowboy locked him down got side control and pettis is trying to explode out of it just like you do to to escape that position he did that like four or five times that's so fucking draining that if you do that to a guy, it instantly takes their gas tank down a few notches. So I think it's a legit move as far as if it's a close round, one guy gets a takedown where he has some kind of control for at least five seconds. Longer right. the better. It's a I mean you're you're doing damage as far as it's the same thing as like hitting body shots that you're putting in the bank for later in the fight. Like that's gonna hurt right. him later. I agree with you completely. Pettis' striking was sharper, which, just being real, nothing against Cowboy. He's a great striker, too, but Pettis' striking has always been a lot better. He's one of the better strikers in MMA. He also he landed with more power, for sure. Cowboy caught him a lot. Pettis' strikes did a little more. So I'll give it that. I felt like the strikes were pretty even with giving Pettis the edge and power, and then Cowboy getting those two solid takedowns where he got some control. I would have given him the edge on that, but... Yeah, so just uh, yeah, just to to wrap up what I said about my bet. So I only did this because it was such ridiculous odds, and it would have won me a lot of money. And I, I got pretty hyped on Rosenstrikes kickboxing, and I thought there was a chance he could outpoint, do what Overeem did, but actually yeah. win it. go through the rounds, and then not Overeem versus uh, Overeem versus him, not versus Nganu, Obviously, <laughs> that one right. was uh quick, which. It is kind of crazy that they both beat him in the the way they did because he's, he's such a good striker himself. Right. But I thought that Rosenstrike had a, a small shot. I you know, wasn't confident at all. We We Same. did a, a breakdown on that one. I, I definitely thought Francis was going to win, but I was like, this is worth it. I put a little bit of money down because it would have been a big payout. That one clearly didn't go my way. <laughs> but we're going to talk more about that later. Yeah. <laughs> and then I ended up getting the money back, I bet, on Gagey. So I wasn't okay. I wasn't real salty about what I put down the the Ngani one was very optimistic betting against, like I don't know if I'll ever bet against him again, <laughs> but dude it's hard to if if that DC fight comes though we'll that'll be interesting as fuck just on the different styles but it's still like I'd be scared for DC
1: in that I'd be real scared so yeah for real honestly any but dude yeah I I think going forward. Yeah, man, like, that guy's a fucking nightmare. It's, uh... I don't think there's going to be a lot of guys like
0: Rosenstrike calling him out anymore. No. <laughs> like, as much as, that was a ballsy move and props to him. And I do think he has all the skill to compete with someone like Francis, but to beat someone like Francis right now is going to be tough for anyone, <laughs> regardless. Yeah.
1: yeah, and it's like, once you get to, like, heavyweight, um you get so many less guys who are like wild cards you know what I mean it's like at the lighter ones it's like you can be a wild card because there's less guys who can like knock you out cold you know what I mean and as you get higher it's like you can't just play the crazy card because everybody can knock you out you know exactly. so it's like
0: yeah Francis is the epitome of just being able to knock you out quickly and that was some scary shit that he pulled <laughs> yeah
1: so that was nuts. let's uh
0: um... Let's go back to the beginning of this one, so we can just go right through it, man. Yeah, it's, we we all said before this is the first card ever where even the early prelims were fire, and we had so we had that Sam Sam Alvey Ryan Span. I didn't know shit about Ryan Spann. You went in on that a little bit, but it played out exactly as you thought. Like he, he yeah put the rush on, threatened takedowns a little bit. I don't remember if he actually got a takedown on him. I think he
1: did. He did. He did. Uh, pretty sure he did in the first. Um, yeah, but I yeah. mean, Sam Alvey got right back to his feet, and uh, yeah, I mean, the, the I can't remember who said it as far as the commentary, but they 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 basically um, you know talked about the fact about how Sam Alvey will he'll he'll constantly fight you off for the takedowns, and uh, he won't just like give it up, which was which was evident. Like he he defended him really well. Um, but, yeah, no, it, it definitely went how I thought it was going to go. Ryan Span was definitely the uh, the more rounded fighter. Um, Sam Alvey had his moments, but, you know, um, yeah, it was just evident there's levels, you know. It's one of those situations. Yeah, exactly. Sam's a tough motherfucker, but
0: that played out how it should. So on right. to the, the more exciting one there. And there would have been one more fight on the early prelims, but the Jacare ended up getting pulled versus Uriah Hall for Corona. I thought more of the media was gonna get weird about that when it happened. That also right. played out exactly as it should. They tested everyone. They tested him. He popped. It was him and two of his cornermen. Doesn't sound like any of them were sick. No one else got sick. It went that's exactly what you should be doing there. It did it was kind of weird having the whole thing with no fans. I can't lie, man, I kinda liked it. You could hear yeah. you could hear every you could hear every shot. You could hear how tired they were getting. the The commentary er, commentary was a little different, of course. But and goddamn, dumb as fuck how they had him split around the octagon. But right. Rogan was doing the interviews right next to the guy after the fights. I guess that was just because he he bitched about it before. They were gonna have him stand like ten feet away and interview people or something and he was like, No, I'm not doing that. We've all been tested. So
1: Right Props
0: to him for that. And it all I don't know, as far as a fan watching from home, watching the pay per view, which is my favorite way to watch a fight anyway, I think it was just as good. Honestly, it was a little different, but just as good. Didn't bother me at all. And it didn't seem like anyone was lacking energy. And of course this is coming off a layoff so they shouldn't be, but no one was like didn't seem like they weren't hyped because they didn't have fans there like it yeah i don't really i don't know
1: i was already skeptical it's, i know
0: you can draw from the crowd but yeah i think, I
1: think yeah and i think i think the best part about it is it doesn't allow you like if somebody landed a shot that like hit somebody's shoulder but like the the crowd could have interpreted as like connecting yeah. and they just make a bunch of noise it's easy for that not only to like affect the judges um which is kind of interesting, too, because there was a lot of questionable calls uh, on this card, yeah. for sure. Um, oh, we're going to get all into that shit later, yeah, too. And it, makes, it definitely makes you wonder, um, you know, obviously, like, what having the crowd, uh, or not having a crowd, like, the effect that it has. And we talked about it before, as far as, like, um, you know, the fighter's uh, level of focus and whatnot. But I think, yeah, no, I liked it, dude, because it really gives you an honest... It allows you to have an honest read on the fight. It doesn't allow you to get sort of like caught up in, um, you know, the noise of the crowd because they obviously miss stuff and, and they have different opinions on what's going on and so on, so...
0: Yeah, and depending on where it is, the crowd can be dead wrong. They're super biased, like a Brazilian crowd cheering for a Brazilian right. fighter. They're going to swing yeah. the judges in that way. So unfortunately, right. like you said, still some shitty calls in this one, but at least it wasn't because of the crowd. Can't blame it on that. It really illuminated that they seriously need to reassess how fights are refereed and who's doing it. And, just, yeah. and we've all known that for a while, but this is just black and white. There's no question now.
1: Yo, did you see, speaking of refs real quick, um, did you see that Keith Peterson guy, what he tweeted about Dominic Cruz? Flat back at Dom. So yeah, (laughs) I was saving that one for later, but let's get
0: right into that, man. So Cruz tweets at him, he smelled like cigarettes and alcohol after that shitty stoppage. And yeah, let's let's talk more about the actual stoppage when we get to that fight. But what, what he tweeted back was... I, I thought stepping in would like save you from CTE, but apparently not. You can't do that as a ref, man. Absolutely, Dude. come on. <laughs> like, and Dom's the kind of guy that I, I don't think Dom's crazy enough at this point in his career to like run up on him and sucker punch him. But he'll get right in his face and talk to him. Oh, about absolutely, that. Real, real aggressive kind of personality. So yeah, that we're was, gonna
1: cross paths, obviously
0: for sure. And yeah, it's not gonna be good. Like I said I, I think Dom is controlled enough at this point, and he obviously does all the the analyst work, he's not just gonna like run up and fight a civilian. But that was a that was a low blow for sure. And yeah, Cruz was throwing low blows at him. Whether or not the call was perfectly on point or not, that's what you have to deal with as a ref. It happens in every sport. If of course, whoever loses is not gonna agree with you. It could have been the perfect call. The guy who loses is gonna be like that was some bullshit. You just have to suck it up and take that. That's what refs do. It's a it's a really tough job for that reason. Yeah. So I thought that was some, some wild shit, man, and I don't think it was smart by Peterson, as well as, just as far as, I know fighting is different, I'm not like, oh, it has to be all perfectly professional in every way, you can't have that shit on something you're trying to expand as a sport, on ESPN and all that, can't have the referee <laughs> clowning the guy for brain damage, which, Dom is sharp as fuck, like, he is one of the better analysts as far as fighters, but... He's been punched in the head a lot. I, I hope he doesn't for his sake, but he could have some brain damage. He's a
1: professional fighter, so can't bring right. that out. It's just like there's lads you can't cross. So. Yeah. yeah, no, and it totally, it's got to make fighters in the future feel a little bit hesitant to have him as their referee, you know? Um, thinking oh like, oh, if I get if I get KO'd, this Bro. fucker's gonna exactly. clown. Exactly. It would it would be like if Stephen A
0: and I think we all agreed as MMA fans that he crossed the line a little when he was hating on Cowboy after the Connor fight, it would have been like if he's like, damn, I think Cowboy has too much C T <laughs> You know what I mean? Like even, right. even yeah. Stephen A would do that and I know you you saw the follow-up on that shit, man. So when Cowboy did come out and say, like, that wasn't his night, he didn't feel like fighting, which takes a lot to admit, and a lot of fighters will admit that, and a guy like Cowboy should. If he he wasn't feeling it for whatever reason, when you fight fucking four or five times a year, you're going to have some off
1: nights. It happens, yeah. Like, I mean, you look at the the Woodley fight versus uh, Usman. Like, who was, I mean, like, that wasn't, Tyron Woodley. Not that, like, he's worlds better than that, but, like, something just was, like, clearly off. Like, it just... know of us happen, expected dude. Usman
0: to do that, and Usman deserves a lot of credit, but Woodley also knows he didn't show up to his yeah, potential just, in that one. So, yeah, yeah I think... Um, I think it was more so, like, back to the Stephen A. thing, what he said to Cowboy after he was, like... He threw he threw some, some low blows, for sure, at a fighter that's well-loved, a veteran, always puts on a show, all that shit, so even if Cow- Cowboy hasn't shown up before, cause just because he fights so goddamn much, it is what it is, and his unique approach to how he trains and prepares for a fight, after yeah. he did say that, Stephen A tweeted out, like, I think all all of MMA does, owes me an apology or some shit, good luck, bro. <laughs> like, Seriously. I'm still not mad at having Stephen A as a personality coming over from, because he, he does commentate on all sports, it's good to have his voice in the mix, but yeah. Don't ask the MMA fans for an apology. That <laughs> just never going happen. Yeah. <laughs> You're asking you for the
1: trolls to come, come. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, That's
0: just Stephen A. doing his shit. I, I wasn't mad at that either, and it just makes me a bigger fan of Cowboy the way he was down to admit that after. So, right. Yeah, man. Back to back to those early prelims. The the headliner on that ended up being Bryce Mitchell versus uh, what Charles Rosa. Mm-hmm. Pretty much exactly as we expected too. So Bryce Mitchell has a lot of potential. It basically was him transitioning back and forth from a twister position to like trying to throw a triangle. The triangle yeah. was the other one he kept catch right. Yeah. So it was very impressive, high level. The well, only I think thing it was that was an arm me
1: triangle. About,
0: yeah. Yeah. The only. Yeah. Yeah. You're right for sure. The only thing that worries me about him, and that was a great performance. He's and I'll, I'll be hyped to see his next fight. Is if he does start to get known as the twister guy other fighters will learn how to counter that real quick. You know what I mean? If that's like his go-to thing on the ground every time, he'll be like, all right. Like, I know he can get really good at it. You're not going to be able to just run through a division throwing twisters at people. So hopefully he just continues to develop his game, striking the whole thing, and just mix that in at the right moment. But it was impressive nonetheless.
1: Yeah, Um Dude, what I was impressed the most by was the level of creativity and I I think Joe had mentioned it. Um it was his transitions, dude. Like how quickly he would he would jump from like the arm triangle like and just like switch sides like so smoothly, dude. It was it was crazy and it was fun to watch that um yeah i'm looking at the stats right now it said he had like five submission attempts but i'm pretty sure he it seemed like he had way more than that Um, he definitely
0: had more that was probably like five locked up where he was close or some shit yeah
1: i wonder if they count um you like switching sides with an arm triangle as one? like if it stays as one you know what i mean because it's like it's still technically the same submission but it's like different sides or whatever so um, I hope
0: I'm dead wrong and that he can do that and just get better at it, like, all the way up to the top of the division. That would be awesome to watch. But I don't know. What do you think about his potential based off of that fight and his previous ones? Do you think he
1: has champ potential or where where is the kid at? Um, I don't know, man. It's t- That 45 class is just so stacked. Um, well, well, what I'm thinking, at,
0: yeah, at like, the, he gets to roster. say, like, a Brian Ortega. You have no shot at doing that. You know what I mean. Right, yeah, Unless, it's definitely going to limit it um or, yeah, or but- Max or someone like that. Like it's just you're not going to be able to play that game. Like say he fought Max a year or two down the road, Max is going to be in his face throwing shots like he always does and he's nice on the ground especially with his scrambles. Also has a very high level submission game so I don't know. He will, and no, it's nothing against him. He's a really young fighter with huge potential. So we'll just have to see where he develops. I, I don't know if I'm ready to make the call. If I'm like he he might might have a run in him in the next year or two or not. Nah, I just want to see another couple fights, but we'll be hyped it's, to see. Uh, every of it's
1: dude. It's tough because that 45 class, like once you crack into the top 15, like Dan Ige is 15, and yeah. Yeah, Yo, like you already yeah, that's, got that's very tough, man. and then you have Sadiq Yusuf, that Nigerian kid dude at 14, like and then Ryan Hall's 13. It's like, dude, Hold
0: right as you crap,
1: yeah, give him Ryan Hall if he gets that. That would up be nasty. You no, know,
0: no one's fucking with Ryan Hall's pure jujitsu, he's just yeah. next level with it. And I don't know if it's true, but I kind of believe it at this point. They keep saying guys are ducking him just because they don't want to get leg locked. Like it's not a scary fight, like you're gonna get KO'd, like say you're right. taking a fight versus Francis, but pe- guys are just like, I just don't want to deal with that. Like it's it's almost not worth it because he's up there, but he's not like top five. So like, even if I beat him, I get the chance of my leg getting. Ripped I was
1: apart, so. yeah, I was just gonna say that because he's like in that weird spot where, I mean he's he's probably gonna beat anybody who's you know not ranked in the top fifteen for sure. And like, he probably doesn't want to take those fights, but yeah, I mean, as you go down the list, it's like, you know, you get to like guys like Jeremy Stevens and then uh, Calvin Cater, those are like eight and seven. And then you just keep going higher and those guys aren't going to risk it against him. Like it's because to some degree he hasn't earned it yet, which is, it creates a really tough situation for him. Cause it's like, well, you know, I got to make my way up. But um, once you crack into like the top 10, it's like, those are guys who have like really earned their top 10 spots um yeah. but then again like you're in the fight business you gotta whatever they offer you um yeah they
0: just need to give him a fight soon and yeah I feel like him versus Mitchell even if possibly Mitchell should get another fight or two under his belt before that that would be perfect man
1: yeah no dude I, yeah that's that'd be a really great matchup I think I think as far as Mitchell's potential. I think it's there because, I mean, if you have that level of creativity, that means that you're cerebral and you think like you have to be thinking about, you know, the mistakes you make and ways yep. that you can improve and so on. Um, and, yeah, I mean, that kind of just sky's the limit if-, if you think that way and have mm-hmm. that kind of skill set. So it would just be a matter of the striking, I mean, improving that, which really anybody can do, you know. The other
0: thing we can Count on is him growing athletically, too, which will help. yes yeah, what? Its
1: 20, what do we look up? Twenty five, I think. 24? Yeah,
0: 24,
1: yeah. 25. Yeah. So, yeah, dude, he still has plenty of time. Like, I hope that he doesn't, hopefully he doesn't rush it, you know? Like, it's probably easy to get caught up. Um, But, like, if he really wants to win a title, like, I don't know, dude. Like, take, you got a couple solid wins. You got a name for yourself. They're going to give you your shorts. Like, take six months, dude, and like really work on your shit and come back and, um, I don't know, like show that you've improved even more.
0: Yeah, basically just follow the O'Malley path, just right. Hopefully, without any bullshit suspensions in the mix, which turned out to be good for Sean. But yeah, yeah, if Bryce keeps going. Yeah, the only thing that worries me is, is just what happens with the UFC right now. He's going to get thrown to the Wolves real quick with another win or two. And then we'll really know, and we'll just see. It. If he's not ready, he'll still have plenty of time to improve and get back to to move up in the division. But, yeah, exciting fighter to watch for sure, man.
1: Yeah, it's crazy, random, but um, Jose Aldo is ranked 11th amongst featherweights. Really? Yeah, <laughs> dude. They, they just threw him out of there, but somehow 6th on the bantamweights, even though he hasn't the won. rankings <laughs> are such shit, <laughs> like,
0: Still, like to this day, no one actually knows how they're made. They're like, "Oh, there's some journalists that
1: vote. we're like who? <laughs> who Dude, does they, this? the u f c totally like asks journalists to vote, and then they send in their votes and then just throw that shit away and they're Yo, like we're no, just scared looks this
0: at thing. it like just changes a mark like
1: no, <laughs> all right we'll go there <laughs> i see I see your opinion here, but you're wrong either way, <laughs> yeah."
0: <laughs> Uh, all right man let's go go in on the prelims which would have been a a fire fight night on any other card just on its own could have very easily been a solo card started off with luke versus Nico price yeah another one went pretty much as we expected hard fight for sure but luke put in that work put the pressure on and they're Pretty evenly matched, and mm-hmm. he came out came out ahead. What do you remember as far as the highlights of that fight?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I think it was just your your standard case of uh, one guy being the more fluid, um, technical, precise striker, even with a little more power, versus a guy who uh, is a little more of a wild card. Clearly has solid fundamentals in Nico Price, um, but there's just still clearly like uh, a piece that he's missing. I don't know if it's athletically um, or what, I mean, cause he had plenty of moments dude where he was actually piecing up uh, Luke. Yeah. So it's like, he's, he's at- right. He's, he's right there, but there's something um, maybe it's like the psychological factor. Like it almost seems like, you know, to, to bring back the um, cerebral aspect, like, it kind of seems to some degree like he has, he had a game plan and has his skill set, and he just kind of kept sticking with that. Like whereas like Luke seemed to be sort of making somewhat of adjustments um, as far as his movement and footwork goes. Um, but yeah, so, I don't know. I think Nico Price will be in be a, be um, competing in that division like for the, his whole career probably. He's a savage man, and I could be dead
0: wrong on this because I don't know where he trains or who he's trained with in the past, but it sounds like, to me, the best move for him would be a change of gyms right now. Yeah, right. Whether or not he might already be at one of the best ones, but just if he's at AKA, go to TriStar or go to top. Do you know what I mean? Just go Mm -hmm. with some new coaches, get a new look that might change your focus and then change your game plan and how he responds to certain fighters. Because I do think that fight could have gone either way. We both yeah. thought Luke was going to take it, but that was just giving him a slight edge because mm-hmm. he's a really solid fighter too. He's got a lot of potential. As far as making it all the way to the top of the division, it's tough, but I think... Honestly, I think either of them could, but I do agree with this outcome. I think Luke is a little more likely to to make a run.
1: Yeah, so I mean, I'm looking... It says his team is Vickery Jiu-Jitsu and Syndicate Boxing Club, so I don't even know if he's actually with... He might be just trying to be stay loyal at this point. Um Yeah, he could be
0: for all we know, he could be with the same gym he started at like a decade yeah. ago or something. And like it, I said, so. that's
1: that's kind of what it seems like. Because I don't know. He he definitely has a a level of creativity, like the last two knockouts that he's had with those with the up kick and then like the hammer fist. Um yep. that shit like so for him to think of that kind of stuff on the fly, like it's there, but again, it seemed like he just didn't have anything outside of whatever game plan they had and his skill set, um, which I mean, if you're not athletic enough or don't have enough power, it's like you kind of have to have something else that you can you can um, yeah. change it up to, you know, and a, a good coach could definitely give him that. But right. either
0: way, another one every time either of those guys fights, i am like to see it because you know, it's going to be a good scrap. Yeah. So on to the next one, man. And I was surprised this was the only female fight they put on the entire card, but it was a great one, Carla Esparza versus Michelle Watterson. Yep. Another one that played out pretty much like we expected. And Carla got the win basically off grinding and, and pressing forward. And they both put on a great performance. I would have loved it if Michelle won, but she she honestly it was just along the lines i was thinking before the fight she wasn't really able to keep the distance effectively enough to to really play to her strengths which is striking at distance and she can definitely she is able to do that even in a scrappy fight and she seems like she's gotten scrappier throughout her career like she can do that for sure but michelle needs to be able to to land those front kicks or oblique kicks or whatever the fuck she feels like throwing In the fight to keep someone far enough off her. That then she can get a little more creative with her striking. And Carla wasn't having it in that one. So props to her man.
1: Yeah. I I would really be interested to know. um, What was up with carla trying to take michelle down from like 20 yards away <laughs> yeah well
0: like, i feel like unless i'm thinking of someone else i think i've seen her do that in previous fights too. try to shoot from really? way too far away she's like yeah. she's
1: a pretty seasoned veteran um and i'm pretty sure she was a champ before she got to the ufc and whatever maybe like invicta or something like that Yeah, I
0: feel like you're right
1: um but and I don't know. I mean, I guess uh, the way Michelle fights, like, like you were saying, like it's it's definitely rangy, and she likes to keep keep her distance. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, unless she was just really afraid of, I don't know, like a head kick or something on the way in or whatever. I just, I mean, it's not like Michelle Waterson's known as a knockout artist or anything like that. So it just was kind of weird to see uh, Carla keep trying that over and over again um for... yeah i agree and it, it did give her the win
0: so can't argue with results but that's another guy yeah. was a great matchup close enough that it could have gone either way it doesn't take anything away from from michelle for is still the exact same fighter she does seem to to get a little bit sharper each fight which is impressive and her next matchup will be be great just like really the last couple of years for her
1: mm-hmm
0: and same with Carla like she has she I mean I don't know how old she is it seems like she's she's getting towards the end of her career at least just because she's been fighting so long yeah and we'll see where she goes but she's always gonna put on a good fight
1: yeah and I mean she's uh she's right in there in that division like she can hang with like anybody in that division yeah. um I was still really surprised that she beat that Alexa Grasso chick uh, in the fight before this because mm-hmm. as far as like striking goes, like Alexa Grasso, uh, I know I've talked to you about her a few times before. Like I think whatever, wherever she ends up, I know she moved up a weight class. so That's like really tough because now she, it would be Valentina. She's got to yeah. ultimately get through. But like, dude, I, I don't know. I'm really excited to see her fight next um, as far as striking. But like, dude, I was like really surprised that Carla found a way. Um, to win that fight, um but yeah, yeah, I really think she can hang with anybody. It's just I don't know, I think she's just from a generation uh that's you know too far removed from where where the um even the level of female fighting is at. I think she's just she's not gonna be able to like reach that point before her career's over, you know that's a perfect way to put it, yeah. I think
0: she's she's a seasoned vet at this point. Gives anyone problems, it'd be real tough for her to, to actually grab another belt. Possible, but that's a hard road. Yo,
1: you know her nickname is the Cookie Monster. Really? Oh
0: <laughs> shit! Yeah, I remember hearing that. That's hilarious. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> Love that shit, man. But yo, on to on to the next one, and this fight. It was, it was going to be a good fight no matter what, but this was surprising. We were, were dead wrong here. Olenek versus Verdum. And <laughs> Olenek's the guy who just Ezekiel chokes everyone. So we're like, well, he's not going to be able to do that versus Verdum, as well as Fabricio being a former world champ, his striking solid at heavyweight. Dude, not only did Olenek come in shredded, <laughs> like I don't know if he took advantage of this little gap in you at testing or just I don't right. know, a, lot of, a lot of sprints or something. Yeah. He even shredded at, like, what, 45 or some shit? Yeah. No, I think he's, like, 41 or 42 or something. But he came in. The flip side of that, Fabricio looked fat as fuck. <laughs> he did not look Dude, good. Dude, he looked so
1: bad. out of shape. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, he had that serious dad bod going on. And you can still be successful with that, but it is a big question mark when you see a guy like Fabricio that we've seen in really good shape then come in that kind of thick. So... That was already like, damn, All right, he doesn't look great, but I still, I would never judge uh, the outcome of a fight just off of how a guy's physique looks as far as thinking if they're in good condition or not, but Ferrisio did have a long layoff, he clearly wasn't training like he used to, or he wouldn't have been looking so different, and then Olenek did, he absolutely tried for a few takedowns, mainly clinches, he just put that work on him, just threw hands the entire time, which... Yeah. I'm fucking impressed, man. I didn't think he could strike like that. Like, I know, uh, of course, he can can use his hands. He's a, a very well-seasoned fighter. What's he have, like 50 pro MMA fights or some shit? Gotta be easily, yeah. I thought he was kind of like a big, slow, obviously not quite as high level, but still up there, kind of like the Khabib approach. He's really just trying to drag guys down and hope for a submission. He might have realized, just like we thought, that that's just not going to happen with Verdum. Right. So he was like, fuck it. I'm going to throw, throw, and hopefully piece him up. And then maybe, if I can rock him a little bit, get some kind of submission in. But yeah, man, it, that was a great fucking fight. So Olenek just right in his face, hitting him with bomb after bomb. And Fabrizio covered up well. Those shots still hurt, man, from those seven-foot Russian arms. <laughs> like, yeah. Lighting dude, him up.
1: The, strike, the total strikes, it was 149 Linux to 70 by uh, Verdun. Yeah
0: damn doubled in
1: Verdum's not a bad striker at heavyweight at all so that was
0: really impressive yeah and verdum also got him down multiple times which anyone surviving after verdum gets you down is impressive put all his weight on him and especially that was a little extra weight that that he was carrying (laughs) for this fight a linux still and it did you could see how tired that made him he was able to defend and then get out of Fabrizio had him in mount. He had him in a lot of dominant positions on the ground. Olenek was able to survive, get out, and then keep throwing, which I thought after, like, halfway through the second, I was like, all right, he was still trying. I was like, he's so tired. He's going to get up, try to throw these shots, and Fabrizio's at least going to equal the striking if not make something else happen. But Olenek just kept it up the entire fight, man. So yeah. that it was impressive as fuck.
1: Yeah, I don't... Yeah, it's tough to... like. Because I was thinking about it, I was like, okay, say uh, Fabricio goes in there and gets a win, he's got to be, he's, he could possibly have been two fights away from getting like another title shot, you uh, know? Hell yeah. Um, depending on who they gave him, but because it's a guy who's already, you know, he's proven himself before, and he has the name and a country behind him, so it's like the UFC definitely, had he got this win, um, would have for sure tried to push him. Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. But I mean, he kind of you know he kind of blew his chance and then with like a Linux, it's like, I don't know, he's not gonna make a run, you know like he, oh, he no. might. He could, but, he could get lucky, but I mean bro, what you saw out of him was like really rare. Um, I, was and, already, I was already excited to watch him fight just off
0: the uniqueness like damn this guy might Ezekiel choke another person like it's when he's when he's on a card, undercar, whatever it's always kind of dope just because yeah. he's established himself in that way if you're really a fight fan like you know him and might be excited on that if you like submissions now he's probably i completely agree he's well past the point where he could make a a title run at heavyweight in the ufc but he probably will get spots on main cards now and he'll get paid which is absolutely and he'll deserve it if whether he wants to try to ezekiel choke someone who isn't as high level with the submissions as Verdum, or he wants to go out and throw hands, it, you, you're like, oh shit, this guy's going to put on a show. So I think right. that was smart for him in so many ways. It was a perfect game plan to beat a guy who has happens to have, he's one of the few probably in that whole division whose submission game is better than a submission specialist like Olenek. And he really he put on a great show. You know Dana loved that shit. So I bet they'll give him another fight soon on a decent card and he deserves that shit 100%. Um
1: yeah, it kind of makes me wonder I wonder if his game plan was ultimately to um not allow Fabricio to catch up with the speed since he had been out so long to ultimately just get in his oh. face and throw hands, you know what I mean? Because yeah. it, dude, it looked evident like Fabricio like he wasn't even like throwing back and he was kind of just like kept putting his hands up, which I mean he um, overwhelmed him in a lot of the fight and Fabrizio yeah. did even it out with some of those takedowns
0: but it was already too late so right. i think you're, you're spot on man because that that was the perfect game plan i just honestly before what i've seen i wouldn't have expected Olinick to be able to do that like he clearly yeah. got in better shape as, like the the stand up cardio i was like i'm going to throw as much as possible and that's the last thing I would have expected him. Mean, he didn't ignore his normal game plan, which is try to clench and drag someone to the ground. It didn't work, but it didn't matter because the volume he throw, threw through got him the the W on that. So yeah, yeah, I was pretty hyped on that fight. I can't lie, that was a a great way to to get this card going. I mean, it was already good, but shit, that was yeah. just because it was it was so unexpected, right? So, yeah, man, on to the headliner of the prelims, where I lost a little bit of money, but I'm not mad at all. I'm not mad at the decision. Cowboy versus Pettis. Great fight. We basically already gave our thoughts on that at the beginning of this. Mm-hmm. Pettis threw with a little more power and, and caught Cowboy. Cowboy caught him with a few nice shots, too, and got a couple solid takedowns, and Pettis got the win. And as much as when I – I'll have to watch it back and see – if I really disagree with the decision, I think it's one of those that really could have gone either way. And I'm not going to be mad regardless of the outcome.
1: Yeah, no, I definitely want to watch it back too. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Cause I mean, I guess in the moment when I watched it live, I had I had a feeling like I felt like Pettis won for sure. But like thinking about it now, I can't quite remember why I thought that, I guess um, other than like, to me, it just looked like Pettis uh, was hitting the more powerful shots. Um, sure. more precision. Uh, yeah, just looked like the slicker fighter, um, which is tough to gauge that because I mean, like we were saying before, with the like ca- the, t- the first takedown that Cowboy had, like that was like that was some really slick shit. Um, and it was yeah. clearly like a skill, like a skill that uh, Pettis didn't have in his arsenal. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, I'll just have to watch it back and see how I feel after that. But yeah, it clearly could have gone either way. I think it's safe to say. I liked what I saw from both of them. Sets up whoever they want to give Pettis, you
0: know he's gonna put on a show. And then Cowboy, it's exactly what I thought. I thought he was gonna come back after that the disappointing performance against Connor and really put in some work, which is exactly what he did. Pettis yeah. just happened to be the the better fighter at that time. Right. I wouldn't even be mad. I doubt it'll happen because Pettis got two. I would love to see another fight with them. Like it's just a great matchup. It
1: would be dope. Yeah. Set. Yeah. I so, think I think the issue is just like Cowboy's. His speed is like I don't know. Like Pettis, I watched after I watched the first fight. Like the definitely the thing that I noticed, and of course they're both older now, so it's it's gonna happen. But like Pettis even looked like quite a bit slower from the first fight, but yeah. was still clearly the faster guy than Cowboy. So it's like well, you know, so one was striking, at seventy, right? I don't think so. It was or was, was it 55? It? Oh, it was. Yeah. No, it was Walter White. You're right. Yeah, so they were
0: fighting at 70. And True. what I saw, that I think, was notable. And yeah, Pettis is a little slower. He carries a lot more power at 70. And being yeah. such a good striker, and we saw, like, against Wonderboy was the best example, and he KO'd him with one shot. Right. Cowboy looks like he... Not like he's fallen off by any means he looks a little bit slower than he used to and that could be fighting at 70 or it could just be him getting a little bit older
1: so yeah. we'll just
0: have to see in the next few fights if he's really slowed down at all and again that was an impressive fight it's not like he he looked that slow it did you just look slow in comparison to what we've seen from the past from him
1: yeah and it and might
0: just, it, just make him look bad too
1: right yeah and i guess cowboy's never really been like a really fast explosive guy um but, yeah, but when I he it's changed compared. combos, he
0: could throw pretty quick with his hands. Like what I used to see him do all the time, which uh, was awesome, he would throw like a, a two, three, even four-piece combo with his hands and follow it up with a head kick real quick. Yeah. And I don't know. I'm sure he still has it in him as far as skills. I don't know if he can still do that at the highest level. Who knows? What we do know for sure is we'll see Cowboy fighting again soon. Right. And we'll know in, in like Probably, probably or tonight. Or yeah, Maybe he'll exactly. slide in tonight. Yeah. <laughs> he's like yeah, I'm in shape I'll just yeah I'll fight on that Wednesday card right but yeah that uh that was honestly pretty much as expected and I'm not mad at the decision at all so main card man and this lineup was it was perfect for this card kicked off with Greg Hardy versus Castro and this is another one that that went down pretty much as expected so I thought Hardy was going to show slight improvements, which I think he did, just as far as control, pace, and everything. And Castro, I watched a few of his fights. Bad motherfucker, man. The leg kicks are nasty, and he fucked Greg Hardy's leg up. He also can throw with ridiculous power. He just happens to be a smaller guy, a heavyweight. So when he does throw with that power, Hardy was... Bigger and more athletic, he was able to avoid the worst of it. Like he he definitely right. got hit with some shots, but the, the most damage seemed to be those leg kicks, which goddamn can that guy throw, man. He has a legit tree yeah. trunk leg. Whips him. And that you saw how fucked up Hardy's leg was right above the yeah, knee. Dude. Like it was bright purple. That was yeah. it, it was hard to watch. So props to both of them. I think Castro will be a fun guy to watch. I don't know about Like, how far he could go in the heavyweight division. I'd like to see a guy like that cut to light heavy, honestly. Who knows if he would, but he clearly has a frame where he could. And then, Hardy, yeah, I really don't know, man. He's just off how athletic he is. He has a lot of potential, and he's clearly been training his ass off. So, Um, what what do you think about Hardy, specifically? Like, do you think he has it in him to get improve enough that he could be like a top 5 guy which in heavyweight is very possible or if he's just going to kind of be exactly where he is like he's going to beat guys like Castro and then lose to uh what's it now what's the the big Russian guy that he just fought yeah Volkov
1: Alexander yeah, Volkov. Volkov yeah okay, so um I don't know man it uh yeah that fight was interesting I th- I'm pretty sure uh the Castro broke his foot because he literally I don't think he threw a a punch for the last round and a half if not the last two rounds. Um and I was watching uh I think it was like Brennan Schaub talk about it and he was like he's like even if you broke your foot like you still gotta throw a punch and I was like thinking about I was like dude say it's your back foot if you break a small bone in your foot your entire body weight like you're trying to explode off of that there's no way you can push off of that and even if it's your front foot, for you to, like, get in there, that means you have to push off and retreat. And it's, like, I don't know, dude. Like, I don't think – you also you you're taking a massive risk against a, a world-class athlete who could put you out with one shot. So, like, I get it, but why take a risk when you know, like, the odds you're just putting yourself – you can't hit with all your power and you can't retreat with all your um, explosiveness. Yeah. Like, I don't know, dude. Like – I think it was yeah. smart but as far as Hardy goes um I really don't know dude I'm kind of torn like the fact that he held his own against Volkov was um really impressive but and I don't know I think this is a, a matchup thing too like De Castro could put anybody out dude clearly like he yeah. he packs some Bro, power he- yeah, and like how many guys at heavyweight are throwing hard leg kicks like that? Not too many. Um so mm-hmm. that was kind of like a, a, that was a matchup thing, but I don't know. I think I think Greg Hardy could honestly probably hold his own against pretty much everyone at heavyweight. I know that's kind of a stretch, but um obviously like if you were to fight somebody like Stepe, like the wrestling is going to be a huge factor. Um, but as far as, like, the hands go and stuff, I think he could hang in there um, just based on his athleticism um, yep. and his size. Like, I think he would be okay against most of them. But I think – I don't know what it is. What do you think he's, like, kind of missing at this – I mean, obviously a strike – like, he's, he's rough, obviously. But yeah, if you were to pick something sure. where he really needs to improve –
0: two things off the top man and I agree with you completely I think he can get by on his relatively undeveloped striking although he's come a long way in a very short time just because he's so athletic he's learned to stay behind his jab the one thing he's gonna have to do if he runs into a much better striker and really he did with someone like Volkov but if he he hits someone with a similar skill set he, he's able to fight at range now, stay behind his jab, but he backs straight up. He needs to cut angles coming in and out, but mm-hmm. especially on the defensive side. He needs to pivot and cut out. So he just backs straight up. And if he gets a guy like, say, Castro was just a little bit bigger, some of those power shots would have connected. He really, it he was just because Hardy was, it he, he was crazy how much bigger than him he was, yeah. seeing him stand side by side. So right. the striking, I think, is coming along great. And I'm sure that will come with a few more fights. He'll, he'll just get better at defense, and that's all that is. I think he's he's already really good. I agree with you completely. I think he could hang with almost anyone in just striking off how athletic he is. Tied on to the athleticism, uh, you got to teach him how to, one, go back to where he started, just not all the time. Instead, I think he's almost hanging back a little bit too much. Throw in little bursts of explosiveness that aren't going to completely gas him out but be able to rush forward. And if they can teach him like a solid blast double, who's stopping that? He was a, was he a DN in the NFL? Yeah. If someone can teach him how to really commit and just throw it all into a solid shot, who's going to stop that? Except the very best guys in the UFC, you know? so if he could mix that in and have enough ground game to control guys on the ground for a little while, which seems to be easier to do with heavyweights just because they're so large, even no matter how good they are. If he's able to get a guy down and control him, even for like 15 seconds, back on what I said before, it takes so much out of the gas tank, scores points in on a lot of the judges, just depending on where the fight is. So yeah. if he could just get a little bit more, a little bit more polish with his, his defensive striking, counter shots and moving away on angles, be a little more explosive with that striking, and then hopefully with the ground game as well, if he can learn to shoot and and know when to do it, even clinching guys against the cage, if he can just blast and slam a guy against the cage, just like he used to do in the NFL, like you know it's going to be almost impossible to stop if Hardy puts all his power into a shot against someone. Even if he doesn't yeah. get it down, he's going to drive them right across the octagon and slam them right into the fucking fence. So I would say yeah. wrestling and clinching... Would be the biggest thing. I think the striking is just going to come with time because I'm fully expecting on how he's developed so far that he's just going to get better and better with his hands, and that's a, a scary motherfucker with with his striking. And he he was throwing a few kicks in too. He obviously they're mm-hmm. they're even a little bit rougher than the hands, but when yeah. he gets he, he's going to head kick someone.
1: Yeah. He landed some good ones too because I'm pretty sure he made uh, DeCastro Castro like switch switch his stance. Um, yeah. And I don't think it had to do with the foot. Um, Yeah, he threw some great
0: leg kicks. It seemed to be more of a response to what Castro was doing. But if you actually can get him to implement that as part of a game plan, a few heavy leg kicks from a guy like that, that changes the whole fight. In the same way, if Castro had been able to land three more of those, he could have potentially ended the fight. I don't think Greg would have quit. I think he would have not been able to walk.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, and yeah, the guy, I mean... Greg Hardy's 31, so uh, to me, it kind of seems like, th- at least, because um, he's ATT, I'm pretty sure, I think we talked about this before, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty a- sure he a- is, a- um, which is obviously a great camp. I feel like they're probably really trying to work on the mental aspects with him, as far as like making sure he doesn't overcommit to somebody, um, yeah. and he and doesn't lunge of- in
0: hang back a little more, which right now is mm-hmm. perfect. If he wasn't doing that, yeah. someone would catch I him. i risk it. Yeah. Yeah. But I just don't want to see him, ju- and I don't think he will. He didn't do it this far. I don't want to see him, like, really just stay behind his jab the entire fight. Because he, as far as making a run, what he's got to do is get some impressive knockouts. We know he's not going to submit guys. I know he could, if he's been doing jiu-jitsu, maybe grab a rear naked choke or some shit. But Hardy's yeah. going to... Beat guys up and hopefully knock them out. If he wants to get bigger and bigger fights, and yeah, man, I think uh, yeah, honestly, I think he could be right there in the mix this coming year. I'm not even gonna give it a couple um, of years. Because another thing, I don't know too much outside of his on his personal life outside of all the negativity that he came from with the NFL. But I gotta think a guy like Greg Hardy doesn't have a whole lot going on outside of fighting. So I oh, yeah, no, dude, like, I mean,
1: he's already yeah. talking about, like, staying on Fight Island, dude, like, I think he yeah. just, I think for him, clearly, like, with whatever temperament he had before, which clearly wasn't great. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we're being very generous here, but yeah, we're not trying like... stay away from the personal shit, I just want to talk about yeah. his fight career, so. right. Um. yeah, no, I think it's probably good for him. He probably just trains every single day. And like, they, I'm pretty sure he sleeps at the ATT facility. That's what yeah. they were saying. Um, and yeah, man, it, it just really seems like uh, his camp or like coaches or whatever, you know, they're trying to work on the mental and they're also like, why... Why overcommit and get K- possibly get KO'd and then have a huge setback? Like, it's not like he is 24, you know, like he is 31. So okay. they're probably like really trying to have a regimen as far as making a run at a title. Because I mean, you would think probably with someone who's that competitive, I mean, for you to get to the NFL, you have to be pretty fucking competitive. Um they probably he probably is like on some sort of plan to like actually slowly get get himself there. But I agree. He has to take a, a chance at some point because it's heavyweight. So um anybody can put you out. So you gotta find a way. Um I guess to do something other than, yeah, stay behind your jab and you know, point your way to a win. Um
0: because is he ranked even... yet?
1: He's not. I was actually just looking at that. Um you have Fabricio, who's fifteen, um Dude, yeah, I, honestly, I, I'm really interested to know. Like he ha- I feel like there's no way he doesn't get a ranked guy going forward. Um, yeah, absolutely. Like you have that Blagoj Ivanov guy who's like 12, um, Fabricio who's 15. I don't even know who this Sergei P- Pavlovich guy is. I feel like I've heard of him. Oh, yeah, yeah, I do. I've seen this guy before. 14 and 1. Um, so I think I don't know. I just wouldn't have any interest in in Greg Hardy getting a non-ranked guy again. You know, what I mean? off his
0: name, I don't think he will. So
1: I wouldn't even be mad.
0: This would be rushing it a little bit. Give him that Derek Lewis fight. Yeah, that'd be like, wild. And you know, Derek, he stopped now. I think he said he's like, all right, I'm done with this. But you know, he would get right back into it. He was going hard against Greg Hardy for a while, and probably that fight didn't happen just because. Hardy didn't deserve it at this point. Yeah, I mean, Derek Lewis is, like, fifth. I mean... Yeah. Yeah, so... But I wouldn't be mad at all have them either as a headliner, co-main, or at least high up on a main card. Derek Lewis versus Greg Hardy would be a fucking fight, man. Yeah. So something like that, whether or not they're going to wait for Hardy to get another winner to it, like, I think you're probably right. His management coaches are being strategic with this, which is definitely Mm -hmm. smart, but... Yeah, I'd like to see a ranked opponent next, and then if he does get another win,
1: right into the top five. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably, I would imagine that's the way it's got to go. All right, bro.
0: On to the next one, Jeremy Stevens versus Calvin Cater. That fight, god damn, was it good, man. Yeah. and. The result was what I think a lot of us expected. Just I still, I don't know. I haven't heard shit. Jeremy came in four and a half pounds over. Something went very wrong with his camp weight cuts. Who who knows? He might have been sick, but right. he still put on a, a solid performance considering that. Honestly, better than I expected. As much as we still don't know or didn't know before the fight what was going on. Jeremy's still always game. you—that—that's you, that, why this was such a great matchup to begin with. It's too bad that he—he he didn't show up in full form. And yeah, we'll see if we—we we ever hear what actually happened. Caters—he's nice man. The striking is really sharp, and that fucking elbow that he ended the fight with—god damn, that was slick. Like yeah. when I saw it, I actually thought it was a punch. I had to replay so didn't it. So did I. And, and then not until slow motion. A- yeah realized it was an elbow that was that was ridiculous man so for both of them jeremy just needs to get back in there cater's about to make his run 100 we'll see how far he gets but he's he's right there man he's ready to scrap we we talked a lot about the Zabit beat fight for before yeah what we all wanted to see was him go five rounds versus the beat how dope would it be if the beat grabs the title and then like two years or something, Cater does get that that five round rematch and and gets a, a win. That would be insane. That, but yeah. What did you think, man? As far as how he fought on this card and what's next for him?
1: Um. Yeah, I was really interested. Like the way Jeremy Stevens came out, um, like hyper aggressive, uh, which is his style. But it seemed to kind of throw Cater off at first. Like, he couldn't couldn't get too comfortable, um, I feel like, through most of the first round. Uh, but, I mean, Jeremy Stevens is a beast, dude. He has, what, like, 33 fights in the UFC? Um, some crazy shit like that, yeah, dude. Been,
0: yeah, I think he's been fighting since he's, like, 21 or some
1: shit. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, as far as the fight with uh, – or as far as, like, Cater's side of it um, – Yeah, I mean, I think we both agreed going into it that he was going to be the more precise, more powerful, more uh, accurate striker. And, yeah, I mean, that was just evident once he got warmed up. The issue that I see with Cater, though, he's he's got to figure out the leg kicks, man, because he puts so much weight on that front foot um, just because he has a a boxing-heavy style. I think, uh, yeah, he's got to figure that out because when he fought... um, was it uh, Moicano? I think he fought Moicano, and he legit like ripped his leg up uh, that whole fight. Um, like he was acting like it didn't hurt, but he just it also like kept him at range, and he couldn't get anything going. So I think a lot of guys are, pr- are probably going to continue to try to do the same thing. Which, um, especially at forty five, you get there's a lot of guys who are really kick heavy. Uh, and
0: what's Cater ranked at right now?
1: Uh, let me see. I got the rankings right here, and I uh, agree with you, of course. After he's seven. seven, and then you have legit.
0: like yo, him and Yair. I was just gonna say that I was looking at the top five, him versus Yair would be a perfect next fight. I don't think yeah. Yair has anything booked right now,
1: could be I don't wrong. So, yeah, I mean, um, unless they're That's planning on finally great. setting up Yair versus Abit, which, uh, Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot hanging in the balance here at 45. Um, But, yeah, as far as Cater's future, um, I don't know. I, I, like, he's probably outside of, I don't know. I think he probably is the most, like, precise striker uh, at 45. But, I mean, you have guys like Zabit, um, even Korean Zombie, who, like, have pretty high level striking dude him um, versus zombie would be that, such a great fight <laughs> god that damn would be nasty, dude um that yeah there'd be some hella cte and that shit <laughs> yeah dude, do that one for the fans that's what that the fuck would, we need yeah yeah as yeah. far as actually
0: the rankings and him moving up i'd like to see him versus yair it's really just gonna be who's the odd man out out of that top five because they're all gonna be matched up who knows? It seems likely that they're actually going to give Max a, a rematch for the title again, which he deserves if anyone does. But then it's get Ortega is a beat. Frankie and Yair, he's fighting one of them. Like, uh, he, he has to. And that they're all great yeah. matchups for him. Literally every single one of the top five, I would love to see that fight.
1: Yeah, dude, that 45 is just so stacked. It's crazy. Um... Ridiculous.
0: Yeah, Yeah. there's going to be so many firefights at uh, f 45 What the hell is Brian Ortega's deal? Um, Uh, I'm a huge Ortega fan, man. I have been since early on in his career. He just always seems to pull something out at the end of fights. I know he's training. I think he might have had an injury or some shit, but he seems to be more into taking pictures with celebrities than anything else right now. Exactly. I know he's getting paid for that shit, so... More power to him. Definitely get the money while you can. But, yeah, we need to see Ortega beat another high-level opponent and then get another title shot. That's exactly what what should happen. This year, he should have one more fight. Providing he wins that, he should get another title shot against whoever has the belt right there. But I really don't know what's going on. I've heard, I don't know, man, because you hear he's one of the more public figures in that division at this point. Shab talks about him a lot because of the the Henner Gracie connection. He hasn't said much about Brian fighting, or I mean, I'm sure he wants to fight in some way, but yeah, I really just don't know. So I'm I'm hoping that we see Ortega soon, but yeah, yeah I have no idea.
1: Yeah, not yeah, not to tangent too much, but I think honestly, dude, I think Brian Ortega is like super overrated, and I think that the moment he fights somebody like Zabit or even Korean Zombie. Even Yair, um, I don't know, dude. Like, you look at how, like, the levels when he fought Max Holloway. Dude, Max, like, whooped him bad, dude. And I think the level of striking at 45, I just don't think that Ortega is is up to par. Like, his his ground game is obviously probably the best uh, at featherweight. Um, But, yeah, yeah, I just think on the feet, he's I think there aren't too many guys that he could he could hang with I agree with that as
0: far as just the analysis on the feet but I disagree overall because I think it's more of Brian just needs to shake off that I'll just fight you mentality and what you want to throw hands whatever it doesn't matter that you have a better striker like Holloway I'm gonna stand right in front of him and throw he needs yeah. to just be more intelligent with the striking and what he's I I'm sure he did it at some point in his career, but I haven't ever really seen him try to implement his game. He's more like, I'll just let the fight go wherever, and when it eventually right. does go to a spot, he throws up a crazy submission. He needs to set those up rather than just waiting and seeing if it comes up. Like, yeah, he was good enough to just scrap with anyone in any way just off how tough he is and skilled, of course, on the jujitsu jitsu side coming up. Now, he need if he does really want a title... He needs to implement a smart game plan. And the reason I'm optimistic is because, like I mentioned, he's he's been with Henner Gracie since he was a kid. Henner's going to sit him down and be like, dude, you need to, to figure your shit out. You need to be smarter if you want to have a great career instead of just a really good one. Right. So I believe he's fighting Zombie next, right?
1: I, don't, I really don't know. I mean, I, I feel like you have to, to make
0: that fight. Yeah, I think it's a go. I think they both said they want it, and just off the hype and publicity after he slapped that whatever Zombies friend, rapper, interpreter, whatever that guy is, Yeah, after that you really should make it, and that would be a perfect one, even though Zombies rank lower, if Brian did beat him, then he can chill for a title shot, he can be number one contender, do whatever he wants
1: be huge for his confidence too. I mean, being yeah. a guy in zombie who's like durable as fuck and not only that, but um his striking is, you know, it's for sure some of the best in the featherweight division. Um and I, what, yeah, what we I, know- a part of me feels like that's probably one of the bigger bigger issues with Ortega is the is the confidence to some degree. I think after that Max fight, he also got there really quickly, dude, and they like yeah. they I don't know. I don't know the UFC does that with guys, and I get that you have to run with their hype because if you can set up a really big title fight while their hype is is relevant, opposed to like them fighting like a number three ranked guy and then they lose and then you have no hype at all. It's like, um, well, the thing yeah. too,
0: Brian's already a, a star in this sport and he's crossed over more than most fighters ever will. As yeah. far as people knowing him and just being mainstream, like, he seems to like to take pictures with celebrities like every other weekend. So, yeah. if he does get a belt, he's a fucking superstar. But, yeah. Like he's gonna be—he's gonna be one of the biggest stars in the UFC, and that's why I think—and I do think—he'll listen. I know he goes back and forth as far as like where his mental state and mentality is at, but. He does have one of the more rational people ever, not just as his coach, as his mentor. Like, that guy has, it sounds like he's damn near raised him. So, I do, I think Brian will get his shit together, and at the very least, like, first impression, man, and I don't know, I I will probably disagree on this when it comes to it, but I'll take Brian over Korean Zombie, even though Zombie's, like, the worst kind of striker for him to go against, someone who just wants to brawl in your face, and probably more technical too definitely more technical i think brian will be smart enough to actually try to implement his game plan in the coming year as opposed to just saying i'm just gonna fight and just let my my skill set come up where it if it the opportunity presents yeah um but yeah, either way, man, the entire uh forty five division is just ridiculous at the the top ten. There's gonna be so many good fights this year.
1: Yeah, dude, it's honestly all the divisions are kinda coming together and they're like Yeah. Um I yeah, mean, dude, like we've heavy been saying Bro, heavy every
0: fight we're stagnant. like, damn, this
1: division is really stacked
0: right now. <laughs> There's a yeah. lot of good that is it's every fucking division. <laughs> like yeah. outside of maybe flyweight. But there's even there's still a few good fights to be had there too it's crazy they're still holding on to that um... I expect it to be gone by now I and I'm not mad if it stays because I like to see guys of that size fight but also what I don't like and why I really would it would I'd be kind of happy if it went away is because I don't like seeing guys who cut too much weight to get to that crazy that crazy cut so Right. Yeah, whatever happens with that we'll see but yeah i don't know man i i, I think i said it before i thought the flyweight division was going to be gone at the end of last year
1: yeah i did as well um i i think that, yeah i think they just needed to tell those guys to drink more protein shakes and just move up to bantamweight or something <laughs> maybe don't test flyweights <laughs> yeah right no for real yeah dude let the flyweights juice up and <laughs> that's hilarious
0: man. oh god damn but yo on to the heavyweights. So we'll go to the opposite end of the the weight class spectrum here in <laughs> Ganu versus Rosenstrike. So we talked about that one a little. Uh, I definitely lost a little bit of money on that fight, which was not a good bet, but I did it just because he was a pretty big underdog. Dude, Rosenstrike, very good striker at heavyweight. He's I just go back and watch his his kickboxing matches. He's he's high level for sure. I think he landed two decent leg kicks on francis and francis goes oh hell no it he just starts throwing haymakers man he wound up from like all the way behind his body and just dropped fucking bombs man. yeah that was um, some of the scariest shit even in comparison to the other scary shit francis has done in
1: the past like some of the scariest shit we've seen from a heavyweight ever just yeah. mauled him dude when that guy yeah when that guy is coming at you swinging that is fucking it's so horrifying dude like i'm just like trying to imagine being in rosenstrike's head <laughs> like yo that's like all of that.
0: the analogy of having like a train coming at you and you're just standing on the tracks is uh,
1: that and there's, never two, like, there's two lanes of traffic on either side of the train coming at you so you're just like, you, go, you die yeah no <laughs> exactly. exactly um
0: Props to Rosenstrike for asking for the fight, taking it, and then taking his, his first L. He was undefeated in MMA before this, taking it like a man and being like, thanks for taking the fight, Francis. That is what it is. And he'll, he'll be back as a good heavyweight. He'll be, I don't know. I think so, we'll, yeah. We'll have to see as far as contender, but I bet he's in the top five in the next few years. But, bro, Francis might be running the heavyweight division for a while when he grabs a belt, which we all know is going to happen. As much as the Stipe fight exposed his weaknesses, mainly was cardio and wrestling, what we all knew anyway. Say he fights Stipe 10 times, right now Stipe has the edge on him, maybe 6 or 7 out of 10. The other couple, Francis catches him. Also, we saw it with Stipe. He's one of the toughest guys ever regardless of weight division or, or anything, but that fight took a lot out of him. Like, I do agree. I've heard a few people, saying I think Rogan was saying it. I think the reason Stipe got knocked out by DC so easily was because of the Francis fight. I don't think that, because he took bombs from Francis, and yeah, that was a, a very nice shot that DC lands on him. I don't think that normally puts Stepe down like it did. I think that was purely, like, residual damage from yeah. He got fucked up by Francis, and so impressive. that Stipe's been the only one so far that could take Francis' shots. Outside of Curtis Blades in the first fight did take a few, and then his face right. got so fucked up that they had to stop the fight. So those two, anyone else has been like instant KO when Francis puts hands on you. So yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, I'm sure you've seen what we're hearing right now, and it, I still, what should happen is the DC Stipe trilogy. For both of them. It should, for, for their legacy, I mean, they yeah. they're one and one. They've both gone back and forth between like talking their polite shit and then being like, oh, I just need to move on from this. Steepy has some kind of eye injury. Who knows? So if that fight doesn't happen, it looks very likely that it would be in Ganu, DC. And I don't, did you see what DC just said yesterday? No, what did he say? I feel like Francis is a bigger, less skilled version of Rumble. Which isn't an unfair comparison, but even yeah. Rumble probably the scariest one punch power we've ever seen in the UFC before Francis. Francis is levels above him, and that's like I said, Rumble is as fucking freakish as, as it gets as far as power. Francis is just a new level. He's come in and he he is he's just bigger, even more athletic, and he throws even more reckless than than Rumble does. So that real quick on that one man got a tangent rumble needs to come back at heavyweight I don't care how it happens when <laughs> I don't care if it's him versus Lewis rumble versus Greg Hardy rumble versus Ngannou any of them man we need that it that seems kind like
1: of he's coming back he was on that fight uh the fight panel yep it was like Justin Gaethje was there I can't remember what it was for I think it was just like some sort of UFC random press event but he was there so I think They're probably planning on him coming back. Um, I imagine he's probably not... His cardio is probably complete shit um,
0: at this point.
1: But if it's like, say, a Rumble versus... Give
0: him someone that you know Rumble's probably going to KO. Let him get one more highlight reel knockout on his record at heavyweight. And then give him Francis, if Francis is champ or not. And cardio is not a factor in that fight you know what i mean just say right. it's a one round a one round title fight let's go it's it's knockout mode <laughs>
1: rumble derrick lewis would be that...
0: fire like yeah so yeah yeah there's a lot of good ones in this and it does seem like rumble will be back at heavyweight as far as Ngannou, what do you think man so if the steep fight doesn't happen which i hope it does with dc do you think that he beats dc if he gets that matchup next, or do you think because that's the toughest one for him because you know DC is just going to try to wrestle him and that could go bad for Francis real quick.
1: Yeah, no, I think I I do I think DC does win that uh, more so because I think with the height difference there in that one um, when you have because I think Stipe and uh, and Ghana are roughly the same height. I think they're both like six four right around there. Um, so. Uh, I don't know. I think with with Francis versus DC, I feel like the height difference, it might sound kind of weird, but um I feel like Francis would kind of lose a lot of his power in some of those shots and and trying to swing like lower on a guy like DC because I agree. you don't ever you don't ever see Francis like drop his stance. Like he's he's always fighting yep. straight up and swinging straight up and all of his shots are coming like from low to high. So to fight a guy like DC. He would really have to be changing how he throws punches. And I think it would just leave him open for takedowns. And I think that yeah. DC would would probably dominate that fight. Like even more I, so than Stipe did. I agree 100%. And of
0: course, you know, <laughs> Francis can catch anyone. Like say yeah. he just throws crazy uppercuts and catches D. Of course, he, he's KOing anyone. But I agree with you 100%. I think DC wins that fight. I think he's able to wrestle him and he i almost hope it doesn't happen because dc is right at the end of his career probably one more fight and he retires francis is right in the middle it would just make francis look terrible and then have to get another couple knockouts before he gets back to the title shot which he would but Mm. i don't want to see it dragged out like that i want to see stipe dc whoever wins doesn't matter then see francis fight Stipe again, because even though Stipe has talked a little of retirement too, but assuming he doesn't retire and DC does win or lose, Stipe fights for the vacant title versus Francis.
1: Yeah, um, I, the cut. Yeah, how I feel about it is, I think DC knows there's no way he's actually fighting Francis. I think I think for sure the Stipe fight is going to happen, and if DC wins that, there's no way he. He's going to risk possibly going out by beating the greatest heavyweight of all time twice um, to come back and then get fucking, you know, like an embarrass, uh, embarrassing KO and ride out into the sunset like that. I mean, yeah. maybe because, but it's like, I don't know. I feel like he doesn't really have much to gain by beating Francis if he beats D.C. or Stipe a second time. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah. the logistics there. It's like all risk. Yo. Um, DC is fighting once more.
0: DC is fighting Stipe? once more. No, once more, including right. this. And, and he's out. I really
1: don't yeah. think he's going to fight again I after think, that. And I don't I think, think he should. Yeah. I, I think the a fight is going to happen 100%. Um, the only I thing I could but, see
0: happening is if DC does win versus Stipe and he has the heavyweight belt, possibly a super fight with John at heavyweight, try to get that one back at another division. But other than John, I really don't think he's fighting again after Stipe.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, just because maybe, like, that would be hard to get geared up for for DC, you know what I mean? Um, But I feel like a lot of the hostility might, at this point with those two, might be kind of, like... Not gone, but I think that it might be easier for DC to possibly accept that fight. Um, I
0: think he would do it at heavyweight as far as his overall legacy because then he could
1: say, Look, I know he beat yeah. me twice, but I'm really heavyweight. At, Yeah, If he, he beat could beat Stipe and then John at heavyweight,
0: he, he might be able have to the argue claim to be the best ever. Yeah, because yeah. he, he could really be like, Look at how good I was at light heavy, and that yeah. wasn't even my division. Like when I got to the very best being John. Yeah, I lost, but then when I
1: fought him at my weight, I beat him. Yeah. So
0: that's the yep. only fight I could see to keep him around.
1: Yeah, and, and thinking about it, dude, like if he beats Stipe twice, you could argue outside of John, he's like for sure a lock as the number two guy already. You and know the what I best mean?
0: heavyweight, because right, currently I do agree with what a lot of analysts say. I think Stipe is the best heavyweight ever, which is a very thin margin because of heavyweights. But I, I do, I think Stipe would have to get the nod right now.
1: Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if he beats Stepe, makes him, I think, for sure, a lock but right behind John is the number two greatest fighter and then the greatest heavyweight. Um, so if you t- if you do take the fight against John and lose, you're just still you're still right where you were before. Still the you best heavyweight, you? yeah. And you're still yeah. the
0: guy who the only person who could beat you is the greatest of all time.
1: Which, like, is that's going to be like if he doesn't take the fight it's yeah, gonna is going to be at right now. The same nice. legacy, yeah. So maybe, dude, that would be fucking. If he beats Deep a and then they set up John versus DC, that dude, that might be even. I would. I don't know. That could be bigger than Connor versus uh, Khabib. It would be um, right up there. It'd be
0: insanely.
1: Because they have so much shit to like market that with, with all the stuff that happened before. Um, and you know, yeah. DC is such a good
0: speaker as far as I mean he's not like the best trash talker but he's a really good on-camera personality the analyst work has helped him a lot with that Mm -hmm. and John's just fucking John like real quick on that man how funny is it after John's another little out of the cage indiscretion when he's got the DUI for like driving around shooting his gun and talking to homeless people the day after that, John posts videos of him shooting his bow in his backyard. Like, what's up, y'all? Quarantine's going. Well, what? Just <laughs> he ignored
1: it. it so yeah.
0: so hard. Just like whatever, you know. It happens.
1: <laughs> just Hilarious. completely blew over it, dude. Like
0: yeah, John just on his shit as usual. So yeah, yeah Everything is so interesting there. If Nganu does end up champ this year, we need to see Derek Lewis fight him. We also need to see Rumble fight him. The rest of the uh, the top five there. He's already beat Curtis Blades twice. JDS. I love love JDS. We know what Francis would do to him. We know exactly. We well, already,
1: what he already didn't he already KO JDS? Yeah, I'm pretty
0: sure. Yeah. Yeah. And as much like if say Francis gets to be champ and JDS gets another win, or if he gets two for sure, he he'll get another title shot. But like I said, we don't need to see that again. We don't need to see Blades again. The DC fight's interesting. I am. Now that you broke it down like that, I agree with you. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. So, yeah, Derek Lewis, Rumble, and Greg Hardy. That's who I want to see fight Francis. And yeah. that's Greg Hardy in a couple years, but I'd still love to see that.
1: Yeah, dude, and I don't think, realistically, I don't think anybody's beating Francis, dude. Like Unless you also get lucky and catch him, which, I mean... I don't know. He doesn't. He can throw skill out the window, dude, and just let him fly. Like it clear, it, well, yeah. it, it's it's worked. And um, think about it. Even if you can do
0: implement the perfect game plan, which is what Stipe did, no yeah. one is going to be able to take the shots that Stipe took to actually go through with that for five rounds. Stipe is just the best we've ever seen a heavyweight up until this point, and took an, a crazy amount of damage. And damn that that was such an impressive fight. How he pulled that off. No one else is taking the... Like Curtis Blades is. He's, if anything, a better version of the skill set Stipe was trying to impose. Yeah. He couldn't do that shit. Right. So no one else is going to be able to take the shots necessary to, even if you do get Francis down for an entire round, good luck with the next one. Like, the only person I could see if we had, like, I don't know, some heavyweight jiu-jitsu specialist comes up real quick who's able to get him down and then actually submit him, but... Right. So far, it's just getting him down, you're gonna get hit, and then once you get him on the ground, like hold him down for a round, and good luck with the next one.
1: Yeah, yeah. no, it's like you know his you take do... down D is only getting better too. Like and hey, yeah, he, well it can't get worse. So I, I would hope. That athletic, <laughs> that's
0: the reason. As much as there's a giant gap in skills between them right now, I want to see Hardy fight him because I think Hardy's the only one off the top that I can think of in the heavyweight division who's actually
1: as athletic as Francis. Yeah, yeah, really. I mean, I don't, I don't think anyone. I don't see anybody. I mean, maybe Overeem was like the only other guy, but like I think he's more of just like a, a specimen. He, was, than he is athletic.
0: I think Overeem is a, a pretty freak athlete, but he's on the end of his career now. I think he's he's not as athletic as he used to be, regardless of anything he might have taken or not taken. You know, but he Definitely he's just he, all right. Yeah, it was confirmed. Whatever. I'm just a huge <laughs> Overeem fan, but. He yeah. Regardless of any of that, he was he, he's. Well, I think Overeem's thirty eight. Like it's just yeah, if, a, a prime Overeem versus Ganu. He has a very good shot, but now it's just going to be really hard being a the tiniest bit slower and the tiniest bit less athletic than he used to be. Yeah. So yeah, we'll we'll see. But I expect, regardless of what happens with DC and Francis or you know DC and Stipe, I think Francis is probably champ this year. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't know how he couldn't be able... He'll at least have an interim belt like he wanted for this fight. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, man. And the, the co-main here, the first title fight of the night, Cejudo versus Cruz. This one definitely went as expected, and there's yeah. there's a lot to talk about in it, so... I was, we, we expected Cruz to show up exactly like he always says, which he did. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what Cruz does. What I was most impressed with right out the gate was Henry actually being able to catch him with those leg kicks. He fucked up Dom's leg right away. Mm-hmm. No one else has been able to, to slow him down like that. And of course, with any elusive fighter, it's a great move to try to chop their legs. Cruz is so unorthodox and quick. It was it, Henry really just uses athleticism to blast in and then cut his legs, and he did it over and over again. That was I was impressed, man. So that was that was just a really good game plan for him, and shows how ridiculously athletic Henry is. Like we knew that, you know, his his past uh, accomplishments and all that shit, but it it was on full display that night. And I'm definitely I've softened up on Henry a lot since he said he retired, and I do think. I don't think it's a a definite, like, he could very easily fight MMA again, but I think it's likely he actually did retire and doesn't fight again. But from as far what we we have to talk about, of course, so was it second or third round where the fight ended? Second. Second. What Henry did, and I really couldn't tell, he threw if he was actually trying to throw a knee or kick. He caught Cruz, knocked him down. Landed a few shots. The issue that everyone had with the stoppage is as the ref actually got in to break it up, Dominic was standing up 100%. The hilarious fucking memes off that one. Have you seen a man? (laughs) Like me at the club when the bouncer's trying to get me out like how am i ko'd if i'm standing up <laughs>
1: <laughs> i was working my way up <laughs> yeah,
0: like i just like you know what it is man. you're hanging on the fucking rope or something outside of our like trying to picture like yo i'm standing yeah. <laughs> up you, how are you gonna kick me out <laughs> that, was, that was too funny but i do i agree with dominic 100 percent. but the reason i'm not that salty about the stoppages because i think Keith Peterson started jumping in while Dom was on the ground. And as he, he actually got in to stop it, Dom was standing up. So that's like, it's a really tough call. Again, for sure, don't say shit about Dom and his CT, even though he said he yeah. smelled like fucking booze and cigarette butts. <laughs> Which, yo, um, let's let's well, be real, man. Look at Keith Peterson. If anyone smells like alcohol and cigarettes, it's that fucking guy.
1: Oh, 100%. <laughs> All day.
0: That's you know he blow. has
1: he has <laughs> nicotine patch like under his sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> he probably took a a big swig out of a forty before he walked out. Like, oh. that just, come on. Yeah. Um, my ref- only my only beef with the stoppage is that there was two seconds left in the round. That's the I other didn't thing. Think- that. So yeah. that
0: makes me go. So, like I said, I don't disagree. As far as I think it was more peterson's late reactions that he got in there when dom was standing and then in hindsight you're like well he could have gotten up so don't stop it but i i completely overlooked that man now that you say that fucking trash stoppage man absolutely in a, in a title fight against guys like that even just i hate to say it because i don't want anyone to take unnecessary damage two seconds let him take an extra shot or two
1: yeah anyway, right and, and that's and that's where Peterson's, I guess, um, awareness should have been, it should have been there because I mean, yeah, I remember, yeah, I remember hearing like the, the final rap for the 10 seconds. And then it was like, I think right around there when, um, Cruz got dropped and I was like, oh, this is going to be, this is perfect. Cause the round's just going to end. And honestly, at first I thought that Peterson stepped in to like, stop the round. He was like, the, the round's over. And then once, um, they, I realized it was like, like they called it off. I was like, oh shit. And yeah, I'm looking now and it's literally round two, four minutes and 58 seconds is when they called the stoppage. So and it's like, that's absurd. yeah, yeah. that really sucks, dude. Um, and
0: honestly, that and off the bullshit that Peterson was, was tweeting back. I know it was a clapback, but just given the professional side of this, you can't do that as a ref. I don't ever want to see him ref again. I think they should Pull his ass, and that he should. He can go ref like a little local promotion somewhere. He really, you can't do that shit. The stoppage, whatever. I do think, as I said at the beginning of this, this really brought to light how we need to address the refing in some way in MMA. It's just there's too many shitty calls, and there's no excuse for it in a, a card with no fans at all. But and Peterson hasn't been terrible in the past. I think he's had a few questionable ones, like everyone has if you've refed a lot of fights, but. He's not like a Mario Yamasaki. He's not that bad, but you make a questionable call, and then you also just step way out of line. Again, as far as a personal level, if those are just two random guys, someone says shit to you, say whatever you want back. Go fucking, you talk about his mom, his wife, whatever. Not if you're reffing a professional athlete's fight. Of course, like I said, yeah, he's mad. He
1: lost a world title. Of course, he's fucking mad listen to this real quick (laughs) so this was like this was 23 hours ago so i assume ariel must have said something about him being unprofessional and for starters he starts out and he writes why i am unprofessional ariel question mark so not good not a good way to start (laughs) pretty sure he said I'm just going to read it how he meant it. <laughs> Why am I a professional, Ariel? He goes, do we not live in a free America uh, where we get freedom of speech? In the octagon, I'm professional, but outside I will say whatever the fuck I want, because <laughs> oh, <laughs> whatever I want, because crap. outside, I'm not a referee. I am motherfucking Keith No-Nonsense.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, did you say Keith No-Nonsense? <laughs> Yo, that sounds like a cringy fighter, like a Henry response trying to get bigger fights, like doubling down oh on your bullshit. God. Yo, cannot have this in a, a real sport, which the UFC definitely is at this point. You can't have that bullshit. Keith, no, no yo, he is going to get roasted so hard for, as Keith, no nonsense, Peters. And every dumb, every time he makes a yeah. good face on TV, people are going to
1: clip that and be like, keith no nonsense Peter said, like he deserves every." no dude he added the motherfucking two which is the motherfucking keith no i am motherfucking keith no nonsense (laughs) yo
0: we just can't man we can't have that
1: shit uh that is so goddamn funny Mm. the other thing though john anik came to his defense i guess um about the stoppage yeah, he basically is like uh, Dominic Cruz is one of my most cherished friends. That said, I have so much respect for MMA referee Keith Peterson and his track record as one of the best in the business. Uh, it's yeah, fair. I wish to...
0: said, no nonsense, Pete. Yeah,
1: <laughs> right. Um, and he's like, it's fair to question the stoppage, but I do not like to see the character or to see his character getting assassinated. Well, let's be uh-huh. real too. I have no idea, and we won't ever know the truth of this.
0: Dom is a—he's an angry mother. He's a very smart one. He's a well known figure as an analyst. but also I don't think Dom would make up that he smelled like booze and cigarettes as right. just so I think Dom would roast him for something else. I think maybe it was just the cigarettes. We give it that. Maybe he just added the booze, but chances are Dom actually thought he smelled like he was liquored up. Because that Dom isn't the kind he's he'll talk all his shit in things he actually thinks are true. He doesn't just make shit up. He's not that kind of guy so right. if if he was if we'll we'll take that which i know is a stretch to take that as as true but if he did smell like like liquor definitely can't have him repping like get rid of this fucking guy no not right cut him man he's not a rep anymore like just can't we really cannot have that that level of unprofessionalism like and normally i don't go too hard on that side it is fighting so you can deal with a lot that you could in other sports can't have that kind of shit can't have the tweets after and as far as i mean that tweet speaks for itself man that is pure gold but the one person you don't want to go at as a journalist is ariel because not only does he have the biggest reach he'll completely roast you in a very professional you've done x y and z wrong this is why i don't like you and he'll 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 throw in his little digs and shit but he's not ariel's not just gonna sit there and talk shit he'll be like i don't like you because of these reasons right i just i think we all have i have more and more respect for ariel and his big ass nose throughout his career man because he'll sit down right in front of someone and tell them ex- he'll be like, I said it because of these reasons. I wasn't trying to just, I wasn't trying to just throw throw shade at you for because I have a personal issue. I have these issues in the sport, so expect him to go extra hard on Peterson now for every single time he fucked up. And as I said, there's a lot of those. if you're a ref, the best ones fucked up. Big John's fucked up. They they all have. So it, it, that's just the nature of any ref you can do it take in any sport you can have you can be the best referee ever and have a few bad calls. Now he's gonna have Ariel highlight every single one of those probably as long as he rests, which hopefully isn't much longer. hopefully it's never again. yeah <laughs> but that yeah that's just a stupid move. It was stupid for him to go at Cruz about the CT. I think it was even stupider to go at Ariel just because now you have a very public voice in the sport who's gonna rationally point out all the places you fucked up
1: yeah dude um i don't know i tried to find on ariel's timeline i uh if he tweeted about it but i think he just did a video he must have said something in a video on his show or something but um all peterson needed to say and even though what you brought up changed my
0: mind significantly just being two seconds in the title fight like that it it was a terrible stoppage but all he needed to say was Look, I saw him down taking shots and I jumped in to stop it, and yes, by the time I got there, he was standing up. All I was trying to do was stop the fight when I thought it should be stopped. That's all he needed to say. And that's what someone like Big John would have said and would have taken the L he could, and you don't even you don't have to admit it's a bad stop, but just say, look, I was just trying to do my best job as a ref, and he could have very easily made that argument and avoided all this <laughs> motherfucking keep no nonsense,
1: Peterson. <laughs> I mean, at the same time, I I mean, could be a smart move as far as like trying to get his following up if he was trying just trying to do something like that, you know. Could be, but what is like? What do you even get if you
0: have a big following as a ref? You just get like people know you better, so they can hate on you more when you do have a questionable call,
1: which will come up. Well, I mean, like there is a certain. Threshold where like if you have enough followers, certain sites like Twitter and Instagram they do yep. pay you for having a higher following. But like, um yeah, uh-huh. I mean, he has like five thousand followers. So. <laughs> if he just would put
0: but keep no nonsense Peterson in his bio and and then put like a fake record, for, like one and over Dominic Cruz, <laughs> he that would be hilarious. So unless he. He does double down as a troll, which will definitely not do good things as far as his referee career goes. I don't know. It's just not even specific to him. They just really need to cut the shitty refs out of MMA. It's too high stakes in so many ways. As a sport, for the
1: fighters, what do you say? (laughs) Oh, my God, bro. What you got? So, I don't know who this is. I think maybe she's a fighter. Uh, Angela Magana? Uh. Angela Magana? Wow. Yeah, uh, I don't
0: know right off the top who she is, but I've heard that name for sure.
1: So, <laughs> she goes, Dominic Cruz, you weren't the only one who smelled alcohol and tobacco off him. I smelled it, too, when he stopped my fight uh, early. And this was his response. Only thing that smelled in that fight night, it was your stinky vagina. <laughs> are you kidding me, bro? Bro, are you fucking Yo. serious? Cannot have this. That what I'm is wrong fucking, with this guy? Kidding
0: me? Yo, I legit. As soon as you said that, that's like the first ignorant response that pops up. Like, oh, like stinks like your pussy. I did not think he was actually gonna go that hard. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Yo,
1: yeah, that uh, that yeah. is so fucked, man. That is that's Dude. ridiculous. We look.
0: <laughs> what if he did? Not only double down on the trolling, just get, like, hella drunk before every fight. Just be like, fuck everyone. I'll make bad calls. <laughs> like, have a cigarette behind his ear.
1: <laughs> he just gets shit fakes and starts, like, punching the- while the guy's on the ground. I was just stopping the fight. And, they calls it off after. <laughs> Yo, this gets-, Dude, this gets so much worse. Here, you So... This is one another tweet. He goes, "Do you know what's worse than Dominic Cruz's body being very uh pr- prompt to injuries?" His commentary. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I, yo. He goes, "I will stop making jokes about Dominic because w- one bad joke could cause him to be out for another five years." <laughs> <laughs> yo, you can't be a rep and, and get that
0: personal. Like you just can't, man. That is so fucking funny dude yeah he doubled down hard Wow all right well, we'll we're just gonna have we're, we're gonna have to follow this little side story man and see where it yeah. goes because dude God damn that is hilarious and so unnecessary it, like you don't try to get your five seconds of fame as a referee do your fucking job and if you do it well you'll get paid and I'm sure they get paid decently. Like, that—that that is so absurd, man. That's, and yeah. Look, if he really does, like, off that shit, Dom is a an angry enough guy. He might actually, like, get in his face and try to fight him at one of these events. Like, Dom yeah. is kind of crazy. And so, you,
1: you would think Dana or somebody from the UFC, as far as, like, from the, um, I don't know, social media side or whatever... Uh, promotional side is going to be in contact with him. Like, look, here are your options. Like, either backtrack or the reality is, is like you guys are both going to be at events because Dom does... Lots of uh, commentary. So he's going to be there with Pete Peterson. They're going to force him to have to come to some sort of decision. No
0: nonsense. Peterson is backing up the claims that he's drunk all the time, tweeting like that. And look, yeah, he can get drunk all he wants when he's not repping, whatever. Probably don't have your phone around when you're doing that. But what we really need to look out for is the next event Dom's commentating on that Peterson is a rep for. because. The low key jabs that Dom throws throughout the fight will be
1: hilarious. (laughs) Oh, that'd be perfect. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, that's a whole selling point the UFC could have. So I wouldn't be surprised if they tried to make that happen as soon as possible. And even if, yeah, even
0: if Dom's not actually commentating on the card, what he tweets during the fight will be be some gold for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, last thing to wrap up on that, man, because. Dom, I would I fully expect him to fight again soon, probably for the vacant title. I wouldn't, because given that it was a questionable stoppage, Dom probably gets a, another title shot or at least a high-profile fight soon. Real quick, do you think Henry's actually retired?
1: Um, I think it depends on what they offer him, but, dude, at Bantamweight to, to Featherweight, I mean, come on, dude. Who do you actually want to fight? <laughs> like, it doesn't get any better. Like, you, I don't know. Like, you really yeah. probably don't want to fight Marlon again. Uh, Al Jermaine, probably, I don't know. That, I, I, you could have some good fights, but, like, again, like, fighting, it's a matter of taking the risk versus the reward. And if they aren't going to pay him, why t- why go in and fight Al Jermaine, possibly lose your belt, have your legacy diminished a little bit, um if you beat it means nothing. You beat Peter Jan really means nothing. These guys aren't Did you hear what Henry said after in
0: the the post fight presser too? Cuz it was actually a really good idea. They were like what should happen then? If you're right, he was like I think they should do a four man tournament and he listed the top 4. He yeah. did forget Rise which is funny cuz he have he beat him. So I right. might have been on purpose, but he did. He listed the top 3 and then was like and the other guy that I can't remember. That would be great. Just two and two. Winner yeah. gets the title shot. That does, of course, exclude Dom. Maybe he needs to take time off if he wants to get right back in. Honestly, just sub him in for any of those. He's he's so established at this point, his name and his career. Dom can he could fight for a title. He could fight for a contender fight. You could do do whatever. So yeah. And, I don't think that he's going to want to end his career on this. I do think Cruz is smart enough. If he takes another L after this, maybe he'll be like, all right, it's just over for me, but he's definitely going to fight again. And I really like Henry also said, he was like, I'm done with the triple C shit. Like, of course, and he never pretended it wasn't an act. If he really, if he just retires and never goes in on the cringy shit again, I'm not mad at Henry's career. He, He had a great one. Yeah. And as annoying as he was, I'll completely move past that if he gives it up and just goes yeah, on dude. to...
1: And the fact that he acknowledged it, too. He was like, look, he, even he was like, I'm, I'm tired of this shit. He's like, you guys don't have yeah. to hear from me anymore. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Unless he tries to get the um, Jose Aldo fight. Uh, but, again... It makes no be, sense. No exactly. One wants like, it, it does... Yeah, it does nothing. Like, everyone knows jose is on the way out so beating him just gonna have uh, question marks around that the only thing i could maybe see is if uh volkanovsky can stay champ there yeah maybe i mean just because like out of the featherweights like size wise um that's really like the only one that would kind of kind of make sense um I'm with you. I think if they did
0: offer him that, if Volkanovski puts in more work and then they're like, Henry, we'll really pay you and make a huge fight and give you a chance to another belt, that could make sense. The other thing that I haven't paid much attention to at all because Henry's been so annoying in the last few years, they have talked a few times about him possibly boxing. He's still pretty young do it he could go for a big payday against like a ryan garcia or someone like that who's getting to be a big name in boxing i yeah. wouldn't be too hyped on it but also i don't think it would be the worst move for henry if he was get paid put on basically like a high level exhibition and try to try to just get another another notch on on his belt as far as things he's accomplished in his career
1: yeah um It's just tough, yeah, because it really, unless unless his plan is, or plan was, to, you know, use the fact that he's retired as another way to add hype around a fight, because um, isn't TJ TJ Dillashaw, his suspension is up in a few months, right, I think? Yeah, he'll be back soon. So, if, I don't know, if, um, that's like the only fight I could see, is like, then taking the uh, Dillashaw fight at um, 35, that's honestly, dude, that's probably the biggest fight you could make. Um, thinking about it now, like the Volkanovski fight, like there's not really a sell with Volkanovski, you know? Um, he's not I, really I a big name. But I don't think Henry wants, I think he,
0: he beat TJ so badly, it, it almost, it's more to lose than win fighting him again. Right. Because TJ is such a hard opponent. And now Henry can be like, look, I smoked him in the first round. And he was on steroids. Even though, of course, it was at at 125. So there were a lot of other factors there. But, yeah, Henry has... He already he can already be like, I handled that. I don't see that doing enough for him. And I don't see them paying him enough for that fight to to make it happen. But who knows? I I really do. And like I said, it will change me from... I'm not going to say like a big fan, but to giving henry all the credit he deserves for a great career and hopefully he has a good amount of money in the bank from from the olympics and his fighting career that he can really walk off and do whatever he wants do normal interviews not cringy shit and then just be like a sports personality and whatever else he wants to do with his life and i I wish the best for him if he comes back and starts talking cringy shit again it's going to be the worst that worst case scenario, man. Like if he came back and just ditched all that for one more big fight, I'd be like right. excited to see it. If we get one more dose of triple C, man, I just can't, <laughs> I can't, can't, can't deal with it.
1: So yeah. what if he goes to the uh, WWE?
0: Yeah. There was triple H so, and now actually, be triple C. Yeah, <laughs> I actually thought about that and as much, I'm not a pro wrestling fan, I never really was, but if making money, I think that could be fucking hilarious. Have a tiny little guy like Henry go in and put on fake fights and beat up these giant steroid monsters. I would I think that yeah. would be fucking gold. So that might yeah. even get me occasionally watching a pro wrestling highlight because it would be so funny.
1: Yeah. Like that. And he For could sure. run it.
0: And that then it makes sense to wear your Olympic medal and shit. Whereas in the UFC it didn't. It was just annoying. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, he could run in with all his UFC belts, his fucking gold medal, grab a WWE belt, get a lot of money for doing nothing. And as much as it it is annoying to say, but it's true. They always talk about how athletic you do actually have to be to be a pro wrestler. Being a a little freak athlete like Henry, he could do it easily.
1: Right. It would
0: be easy work and easy money for him. And if he does, the one thing he has worked on outside of the cage through his career is cringy talk. And if there's anywhere you can use that skill, it's pro wrestling. <laughs> so Yeah. Yeah, I would actually, I would, I would love to see him do that. Not because I would be excited to watch it or anything, just because I think it would be a smart move for him to get his money in because we wouldn't have to deal with him in the UFC anymore.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, anything that keeps him away, the whole triple C image, I'm fine with. <laughs> yeah that yes. that would uh that wouldn't be bad at all. So
0: man, on to the the fight that really made this card on top of all those great matchups. Tony versus gaethje and I did so I I picked gaethje in this one. It didn't play out the way I thought at all. That was so fucking impressive what Justin did. I thought and the reason I picked him, I thought Justin was going to be able to take a lot of damage from Tony. And throw a bomb and probably catch him. And that's what made me bet on him. Fortunately, Mm -hmm. he won because I got my money back on that one. We know Tony's tough as fuck for anybody. I didn't think the grappling was going to be much of a factor, which it wasn't. Because Gaethje has such good takedown D and he's just going to throw bombs. I did not expect him to come out that fucking sharp. I also def. It's not in hindsight. It's not surprising. I didn't expect anyone in the fucking world to be able to take that many power shots and still go. That was obs- yo. How the fucking fight ended when Tony's body is literally like it's just like not functioning and he tries to like shake his head. Just, yeah. like That was some ridiculous. It, it was almost hard to watch how that fight. Yeah. Ended. And think about it. Yo, know, any other stoppage like that. I don't mean the it, it. It could only happen with Tony and a guy like Gaethje. You'd be like, they're stopping on the feet after what the fuck? Like, let not a single person, definitely not not myself, complained at all because that that needed to be stopped, right? When it like, again, dude, who could have predicted that Tony was going to get stopped on the feet? And I mean, not real? even, but like that was absurd. And you yeah, know, I watched. I know you did too. Like the embedded clips. Justin hitting pads with his trainers. I was one of the best trainers for sure. He's known Trevor Whitman, uh, mm-hmm. right, right near where I'm at in Colorado. He's known as one of the best striking coaches. So of course he's done good work. I, he didn't look bad at all in the pads, but he didn't look like the performance he put on in the, in the fight. Yeah, that was, was those, the, the cross hook he kept throwing was so goddamn sharp and just connecting over and over and over. It was, Like I said, as much as I was hyped through the whole fight, it was almost hard to watch the kind of work he was putting on Tony. It was just like, fuck.
1: Yeah. um, Yeah, no, it makes you kind of wonder. I mean, because i don't know i don't i didn't it didn't seem like tony like wasn't doing things that he typically does uh he he maybe seemed like a little less fluid than he usually is but i guess if you get tagged a few times when you're coming in you're gonna kind of be a little more hesitant so that after you know he got hit a few times once that little like you know radar is going off or whatever to like i don't know i guess be a little more cautious it's definitely going to change how you fight um so like, he yeah, he did dude. what
0: Tony always does, too. He gets clipped a few times, stays right in your face, and pressures you. And the biggest I, thing I was worried about is him just pressuring Gaethje and crushing him with cardio. That's what Gaethje I thought just was just rocked him happen. so many times. He yeah. didn't give him that opportunity.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, and I was really uh, impressed with Gaethje's um, ability to control himself after he caught Tony a few times. Like Exactly. Exactly. And that's probably why he was able to stay in the fight. Um, and I don't know. There was probably a couple of times where he really should have probably just sent it. Um, yeah, but he probably could have got the
0: finish earlier. But it, yeah, it, it was impressive versus how he fought before. And I man, what I really liked hearing, and honestly, I think he might just be a lot smarter or his coaches or whatever than people ever gave him credit for. Because they're like, he's just a brawler. Goes in. He was like a five-time world champ outside of the UFC. I don't remember the yeah. organization. but It was a good one. He came in, and I first started to question it when he—I think he was on Shaw. Was it one? Was it one championship? Or was it, it? Could have been. It was a good one for sure. Yeah. Whatever it was, but yeah, it wasn't. Everyone knew he was good coming in. He got really mad at Shaw in like in person, not like actually mad at him, but disagreed with him. So he was like, yo, I'm not just a brawler. I do that on purpose. He said, and what he said before and after this, he was like, yo, I went in throwing hands because I knew that was the only way I was going to get these big fights and get to where he is now. That might have actually been in, and it, it's a crazy strategy, but that fits Gaethje perfectly with how he likes to fight. That That might have actually been on purpose because we did see him pull back so much, and it's not like he was just an up-and-coming fighter. Like we said, 10... 10 or five title defenses before he even got to the UFC in another organization and then fighting top level competition in it then pulling back right when he finally gets to a, an interim belt that could have been a, a conscious decision him going I'm going to go in and brawl because I know even if I lose a couple it's going to get me to the title and being real he didn't lose a couple until he got to the highest levels as well so he might have just right. been thrown caution to the win, but I don't uncalculated because he's he's not just a brawler we just saw what he did did to tony
1: yeah and i mean yeah dude his two losses are versus dustin poirier who's like a set like absolute best of the best at 55 eddie alvarez who's a former champ um yeah dude but i mean he now has wins over tony cowboy edson barbosa um all three were finished remember what he did to james vick
0: too Right. And yeah. I almost not as a fluke, of course. I almost thought that was just Gaethje having crazy power and he just, just caught him. But I don't know. Like I was just really impressed with the technical striking on his part. It was and the one thing that we've known for a long time is how good his leg kicks are and right. he'd implement those. He didn't didn't use it too much in this fight, but the hands look just as sharp as his his leg kicks at this point and what this gets me so excited for, man, and a few people like I mentioned it last time. Poirier said it; he might have the best shot at, which should, he should get that fight next. Of course, it's possible that Connor slides in and takes that fight, but it's very likely we get Gaethje versus Khabib next. And look, it's t- if he really if his takedown D is good enough to hold Khabib off him, good luck dealing with that. That striking versus what Khabib's bringing, you know, yeah. what I mean, like that's he—he's gonna piece him the fuck up, and especially if he goes high and low, legs all the way up, like he has. I, I don't know, man. I would, would expect him to be an underdog on the the betting odds, but if that fight happens, I'm definitely putting some more money on Gaethje because he'll it—it it, it would be be worth the payout, and he definitely has the skills to do it. There's no like. Remember when Dustin fought Khabib? Dustin, he has the skills to beat anyone, but it was still a long shot versus the fucking very top of the mountain in, in Khabib. And we knew it's exactly what did. Gaethje versus Khabib, I said, like, unless Khabib can get him down right away and and keep him down, which is a big if versus a guy who's at, because another thing that gets overlooked with Gaethje a lot, he's a freak athlete, man. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what fight it was. I uh, don't think it was Vic. I think it was one. It was uh, he was dead ass tired. He he likes to do a backflip at the end of his fights. I don't remember yeah. if he did it after this one. He was so tired he tried to climb the cage and fell off it. And then he climbed, He buried. He struggles to the top of the cage and then still lands an easy backflip. Like you have to be a pretty freak athlete to do that shit. Yeah. So. That makes me optimistic that even when Khabib does get a hold of him, which he most likely will, he's done to every single person he's ever fought. He's either able to stuff the takedown or if he does get him down, pop right back up. And then with the power he's throwing, that's, I mean, no one's going to take that. Tony's one of the toughest guys who's ever fought. And we saw, it's absurd that he took all those shots, but very similar to Stipe taking the shots from Francis. You you just can only take so many and yeah. and then it's over. So, and we saw that. Like, could I have ever seen Tony shaking his head at the end like that when his body was just dude, shot? Yeah. I mean,
1: yeah. I uh, I don't know, dude. Personally, I think um, for even as high of a level Justin Gaethje's wrestling is, um, I think how explosive Khabib is. I think I think Khabib's easily going to take him down. But um, do you think
0: he can hold him down too? I know Khabib's so. the best in the world at doing that, but maybe in the later rounds. I really I, I'm skeptical that he could hold him down in the first at least two rounds. And th- th- it's such a big if because as much as everyone talks about how good his wrestling is and how athletic he is and all that, we've never seen it because he doesn't wrestle. So it will be a big right. question mark. But I I don't know. I'm leaning towards that Khabib's going to have a lot more trouble with him on the ground than anyone. Except the only, the only other one that we had the big question about was Tony, and who knows if we'll see that now.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's really tough to say because, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, we don't see too many guys. A lot of the guys that um, – Justin has fought, really aren't going for takedowns. I mean, Edson Barbosa isn't going to take you down. Cowboy, maybe. I don't know if there was a takedown attempt in that fight or not. Um, I mean, that was over in the first round, so I can't imagine. But well, being real, uh, too,
0: outside of the highest level like Khabib, no one's going to have success with that. We know he's a good wrestler, even though we haven't seen it a lot in MMA. I mean, that's established, and we know he's super athletic. No one's taking him down unless you're the very best at it. So yeah, that's probably and kinda, what it'll come down to. But you've got to throw in what we saw in this fight, which is much better striking, like you said, much more controlled. If he does want to be a little more patient against Khabib, that's probably even more issues for him, because Gaethje's shown that he is going to connect, for sure. against Tony's a much better striker than Khabib, as wild and unorthodox as he is. If he catch Tony like that over and over again, Khabib has limited time on the feet that he's going to be able to stand with that, and what best case scenario for Justin would be catching with one or two and force the shot, which makes it way e- easier to stuff. And then he can catch him again. And then yeah. we'll see. But yeah, i I'm, I'm of course I'm just hyped on him after that performance. That was, it was, I, I did. I, it was, a, I, I put him as a slight favorite for myself if I had to choose, but I did not expect it to go down like that. I thought Tony was going to piece him up, butcher his fucking face like he does to everyone. And then Gaethje would have a good shot at catching him. And instead, he did the same. The op, he did, did it to Tony in his own way and then didn't give him a fucking single. O- like, yo, the only thing I think Tony should have done, Eddie said it, I think, at the end of the third. He was like, yo, it's time to throw the Iminari roll. When Tony finally did it, he rolled like five feet away from him because he was so fucked up and tired. Tony should have been doing that from the jump, which I know isn't his style. He, wanted, but he should have tried to catch a leg from the opening bell through the end of it. And then every after every scramble, of course, done what Tony does and tried to pressure and fight him. But clearly standing with Justin Gaethje is a real dangerous game for anyone.
1: Yeah, like, I mean, looking back on it now, I feel like Tony should have just, I mean, he applied pressure the whole fight, but um, he should have just, I don't know, he should have just stayed active with like a jab the whole time and just stayed right in uh, Justin's face. Um, opposed to, like, getting into those exchanges with him. Um, because even just backing up, dude, is, like, tiring as shit. And, um, we don't, of I, course, yeah. Gaethje deserves credit for the performance. You got to
0: think that's a lot of the Trevor Whitman coaching, too. He had the yeah. perfect counter to Tone. Has anyone else been able to catch Tony over and over again like that? A lot of people have caught him, but not with the same shot over and over again. The, right. That left-hooking cross was just landing again and again and again i gotta think whitman was like look throw this combo and it's gonna catch him and i'm sure he had a few others in the bag too if they needed to adjust but yeah that's that's just one. when it's working keep going to it and that's what he did and it, it worked to perfection
1: yeah yeah i was definitely surprised i uh i mean just based on tony's resume i mean he had what 13 in a row at 55 same and yeah yeah that I don't know who
0: Tony gets next. It'll be exciting for sure. If if they do Gaethje Khabib, give him Connor for sure. Probably won't happen because there'll be a bigger fight like Nate or something for Connor. But that would be a fight I'd want to see. I mean, you
1: saw Connor tweeted uh, light heavyweight title for July. Yeah, <laughs> he's you know If
0: anyone, we already know Peterson was was drunk as shit connor must have been lit the fuck up with that little tweet storm he said there was like six paragraph tweets in a row just going at everyone man and the one thing i do agree with him on that was a dumbass tweet that could be put out no comment what <laughs> yeah so, and he, he was respectful after i think i think he, he gave props to tony i think he might even give him props to justin too but like Either be like, I think it was a bad fight, or I think they both put on a good performance in the way Khabib usually does. Usually pretty like respectful and brief with his combat. No comment? What?
1: <laughs> right. What do you mean, man? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Give us something. So. Yeah. And then, I, yeah I like that. He, he deserved some of the heat he got from Connor because of that. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know how it plays out because... I, I don't know, dude. A part of me feels like they probably... They probably did offer uh, Connor to Justin because um, think about be that. Impressed. I mean, yeah, like run with the hype off of Gaethje. Like, because if Gaethje fights Khabib, pretty big fight there. Um, but once Gaethje loses, he has no more hype. His his run yeah. at a title and his little streak that's over. And like now, it's just like he's back to being a fight of the night guy. Um, Now you you can make some money off of Connor versus Gaethje, and then then you really if Connor wins and has a crazy KO, or if Gaethje wins and beats Connor, it's like oh shit! Like now Mm. you have Khabib versus this guy who just beat Connor, and it becomes I don't know. First look on that, I'm a
0: I was already a Gaethje fan. Now I'm a big fan. I don't like his odds against Connor unless he decides to wrestle. Because Connor. I mean, Connor's so sharp with the hand. The yeah. same way, like, we saw, and I'm not trying to do MMA math. This shows how different it is. Because I, I like Gaethje against Khabib. Then I like Connor against Gaethje. But we've seen, like, we saw what happened with Dustin. And I do think Gaethje could possibly get a win against Dustin if he adjusted his style a little bit. But... Though as sharp as the striking looked against Tony Connor's a whole nother level with the striking, especially the distance control. Tony likes to go in wild, and just be, use unorthodox movement to not get hit too much. Connor has perfect distance control, so yeah. I don't like that at all. Unless Gaethje does decide to wrestle him, and he's never done that before, so I wouldn't expect it. And it's a pure striking matchup. I would expect it to go similar to the. The Poirier matchup and similar to what Connor did to Cowboy.
1: Yeah, and I think yeah, I think Connor's for sure too slick to be getting caught with the same shots that Tony was. And I think I think with how conservative connor now knows he has to be with his power once he moved up to 55 with how tired he gets i think you're gonna see you would see gaichi swinging and missing a lot ultimately tiring himself out um with the pressure that connor would probably put on right out of the gate seems yeah. to be like his new style um Dude, I, think- I do
0: i agree with you for sure i think that gaichi connor makes more sense but i don't think it's going to happen the same way. I don't think Tony Connor is going to happen because I think it's going to be Connor Khabib or like Connor Nate, something yeah. that's already huge. Which is again, any fight that Connor takes is going to be massive. But I think he's only going to go for the very biggest one. So I think it's more likely that either Connor slides in and takes a title shot, or Gaethje gets it and then Connor takes the winner.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, I would love to. I mean, if it if it's actually for July, you would think. Unless Connor's just done with doing um, promotional shit, which it's possible. Um, yeah, I mean, you would think they would have to announce it soon to give it two months to build hype and sell tickets and all that kind of shit. Um, what do you think it is most likely if he is really fighting in July?
0: Do you think it's Nate or do you think it's Khabib?
1: Honestly, or, I think...
0: is I- another one that's been in the mix for a Connor super fight because they said they're not going to do Masvidal-Uzman because they have bigger plans for Masvidal.
1: I don't know. I guess, dude, a part of me feels like they were probably waiting to see what happened with this Ferguson-Gaethy fight. Um, And the fact that uh, Gaethy didn't really take any damage. um, Dude, I I don't know. I think it is Gaethy. I think that Masvidal said he had something pretty big planned. Um, When he says pretty big and it's not Usman, that
0: means it's Connor or Nick.
1: Yeah, I, or even, yeah, I mean, or even if they did a Nate rematch, I mean, because you could, dude, I would be fucking hyped to no, see I'd it. I'd be so hyped. On you know what yeah, I mean? You're right. That, like it ended poorly say, last time. So. I think this
0: is fair. I'm just going to put Nick and Nate as like the same fight. It could be either one of them because who knows yeah. what Nick's doing if he wants Nick to would fight be huge. again. Nick it would, would be bigger be, than Nate rematch. It would. And the whole yeah. like getting his little brothers lost back. But also, yeah, if they did just give him the Nate rematch straight up, that would be giant as well.
1: Yeah, so I don't know. I I think, who knows? Uh, you know, Connor put the tweet of obviously the uh, Irish flag versus the American flag. So um, I I don't know. Something is telling me that they set up the Gaethje fight just to run with the hype off of Gaethje. Um, it just feels like it would have more more of a buildup if you do that. Uh, and. When- Connor versus Gaethje, and then it becomes, you know, it's like, oh shit, Connor's now on a roll. He has two wins. If he gets a crazy KO on Gaethje, then it's like, oh, now he's back in the mix for for Khabib. But I don't yeah. know. Two months could be a quick turnaround for for uh, Gaethje, but he seemed fine after the fight. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, that that is
0: interesting, man. If they they match Gaethje and Connor up, I would, I'd love to see that fight. That would be yeah. that'd be fireworks for sure. So man, that that pretty much wraps up all the two hundred forty nine stuff. It was such a great card. It's exactly what fight fans for sure, it's just what sports needed, man.